Welcome to a new Waterwave TV interview. As you can tell by the title, we got Brandon Pulfus in the building. You will see him shortly on the camera. I know you can't see him yet, but I know you will see him in a second. But first, as you know, we got to run the intro. Let's get it. And while you at it deep in this shit, go ahead to youtube.com backslash Waterwave TV and subscribe to that shit. Yeah, you know the waves in it. They fall with hitting a home run, hit it with the coldest rings. And even on my bad days, I'm a clutch to finish. The track diminished, the booth burnt hands as it. What is up, Waterwave? family it is your boy vino in the building and we are here today with my co-host ricky ricky wwtv of the day and also we have a special guest with us today we have brandon Paulfus in the building um brandon how you doing today i'm good you know i'm a little uh not as dry as I was when I got in my car, but you know I'm all right. I made it through. I feel right. you. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Um, it, a lot of you may not know, but Brandon is one of the owners of um, the Soda Sound Music Festival. Correct. 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 And um, he was one of the guys who helped put on the event. Um, put on the event. Um, and kind of sh should know all the behind the scenes, all the things that we need to know Absolutely. to to know what was really going on at the at the heart of Soda Sound. Um, but that being said, I guess we can dive right back into it, right into it, right? Yeah, well, I guess. All right. Um, basically, I guess Brandon, I I, I really want to know a little bit more about you. Um, could you tell us like a, a bit about yourself, where you're from? Um, I guess like where you went to high school, yeah. how, how, how did you kind of start getting into promoting music festivals? Sure. So again, I'm Brandon Povers, of course. Nice to meet y'all. Nice to see y'all. Uh, I am a local artist based out here in the Twin Cities. Been doing music for a while here, going on 19, 20 years. I'm from Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Went to high school in Egan, Minnesota. College in Mankato, Minnesota, and shout out after that, shout out Kato, shout, shout out Killer, shout out, uh, shout out Kato, shout out everybody. But um, anyways, as far as how I got into the whole throwing festivals thing, that was never a goal of mine, and honestly, never a goal of Tony's or John's either. Uh, we the way that it happened, the way we got into it was a friend of mine. Hey, he throws a festival every year called Glad to Get Down. Mm -hmm. and he's been working with you know different venue owners across the state. And one of them happened to want to tap into a different market. This time it was hip hop. So they asked our friend, said, hey, do you know anybody who's tapped into the scene, who's tapped into the city, can bring about some hip hop acts and do something that we haven't really had out at our campsite before. So that's how we got involved in the whole festival throwing. River's Edge tapped in with us and basically asked if we wanted to throw a festival in four months time because they had an open window available. Cool, cool. Yeah. So a little bit more background on the other owners. So is it you, Tony, John, and Jory? So Tony, he's our basically equivalent to our CEO. He started the Soda Sound Company. He's in charge of all the logistics, all the building the structure of the festival, um, some of the booking. But that one mostly for this year fall fell under Jory's lap. So he hired mm -hmm. her on to help with the administrative work with some of the booking and some of the drawing up of the contracts. Okay. John, who is a comedian out here, has got a pretty nice size name for himself. Um, and he is a good friend of Tony's. They go back from, I think, actually they met in Mankato as well, which mm -hmm. is where I met John, but not Tony back then. So that is a little bit of background on those three. Did you, I guess, feel like I kind of just threw a general 
Yeah, know, yeah. I, I guess I guess dive dive a little deeper into. I, I just want to know a little bit more about the other owners since we know about you now. Like, I guess if you know, do you know where Jory Callista grew up? Do you know about her? Like, where she went to college? Maybe. Have you done business with her before? So she, I met her back in Mankato, and I didn't even, it's, it's a funny story. So I worked with her at a noodles company in Mankato like okay. eight or nine years ago, and I didn't even realize it was the same person eight, nine years later when Tony sat us down for a meeting because <laughs> I had no idea at all. But didn't really know Jory that well. The reason why we ended up bringing her on was that was a call by, by Tony. He knew her very well. They've got a super extensive history. And from what he knew and from what we saw, she's a very hard worker and someone who would be a pretty big asset to the team. So mm -hmm. he brought her on, but that wasn't, I guess it wasn't a decision made by anything I knew about her. Okay. But kind of off of his cosign. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then what about Tony, I guess? Like, who is he to you? Do you know about his background, where he's from, apart from, like, the whole Mankato thing? Do you, how much do you know about him? So Tony, he's from Houston. Uh, or actually, I think he might be from Fort Worth, but he's from Texas. He moved out to Minnesota just to get a different, you know, different scene around him. He's been, he's got a bunch of different hustles, but he recently started working with musicians and in entertainment through, which I believe you all have mentioned Mac House before, but he used to work with Mac House. No longer are they on the same team, but he used to work with them, and that's how we got kind of involved in the music scene. So okay. he worked with them a bit. Uh, I met him through one of the Mac House showcases that John also had happened to be hosting for them. So okay. that's how we kind of all came together. Yeah, yeah. So John was hosting events at Mac House. Tony was putting on some events at Mac House, it seems like, right? Uh, I don't know if John was throwing them. I think he was just okay. hosting them. Hosting and them? And then as far as Tony goes, he was more... To my understanding, I mean, I'm not in Madhouse, so I don't know how they did it, but okay. to my understanding, he was kind of just like the, I guess, helping out with logistics, mm -hmm. cleaning up what they already had going on. Yeah. So essentially, it sounds like management work, but yeah. I wouldn't really want to speak on it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I know you just said you don't want to speak on it, but do you know any reason why he could have split from Madhouse? Uh, from what I understand, it was just, I guess, creative differences, which I know they have president at Mac House, they've got a vice president, then they have, if Tony was their manager, and then if someone else, the CEO, mm -hmm. I don't know, it sounded like there was just a lot of different stuff going on. But What I'm was Tony sure. doing in between working with Mac House? As far as just Like when general, he stopped working with Mac House, yeah, what was he doing in general? So he invests in real estate, he does some consultancies on various businesses, none of which I'm privy to, but this mm -hmm. is just what he's told me. He does... Actually, the first main sources of income, that's all he's mentioned to me. So mm -hmm. just a lot of consultancy work yep. and some management. But nothing like within music? Like festival-wise or just? Just anything in the music S so scene? So as far as with the music scene, it would have been anything with Madhouse right. before that. No. So then once that was over, it's kind of split yeah. until the Soda Sound thing sprung up? So, I mean, he might manage some artists. I'm mm -hmm. not 100% sure if he does, but mm -hmm. I know with Madhouse, he was running with them for a few years, mm -hmm. and that's where he got his leg in. And, okay. You know, so. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I guess lastly, like, um, John X, where where was where did he come from? Where was his whole startup position standing? Just sort of sound specifically? Or um, just, just, yeah, in life. Like, how did y'all meet? How did, how did all that kind of go down? Do you know much about him? What's, I do. John's my guy. Yeah. Tony's my guy, too, but. Me and John met back in Cato, okay. so we go back a little further. I've known Tony for like five or six years, but okay. me and John, about 10 or 11 years. Okay. I met him 
do freestyling because mm. he also does that. He's surprisingly, for a comedian anyways, he's a very good rapper. So he did a lot of freestyling back in Mankato. I only rapped back in Mankato for the most part, and we met through a battle league. And he was on one side of the bracket, I was on the other side of the bracket, and we ended up going at at each other in the finals. Pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that earlier. I thought that might have been the might have been, <laughs> might have been a wave. I, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I met John. Um, it didn't end well for him, but that's how we met. Okay, that's how we met for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, so we we kind of got in exactly why you guys started it then and and how you guys all met one another um i i just kind of wanted to know then why why was the name soda sound who started that name who brought it up and who was like all right was it just a all four of y'all decided like yeah that's the perfect one let's do it so we went with soda sound because i mean it kind of just it was i don't remember if it was John or if it was Tony, but we were all, all three of us were in the same room. We were just throwing out ideas. What can we call this festival that's going to catch some people's attention? Mm-hmm. So we called it Soda Sound. Yeah. And <laughs> after <laughs> after hearing all the comments about everybody saying, well, why is it called Soda Can I cuss on this or not? Yeah. yeah. So like, why the fuck is it called Soda Sound? It's not even in Minnesota. It's like, okay, this first one wasn't in Minnesota. The reason why it was titled Soda Sound was because we wanted to give you know, opportunities and stage time to artists based in the Twin Cities, mm-hmm. based in Minnesota. So that's where that came in. But as far as the actual name creation goes, that was, let me give that one credit to Tony. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Apparently it's a pretty popular name because yeah. we, I think we got into like maybe month four or five of dealing with everything in Soda Sound. Okay. And somebody reached out to us and said, hey, Soda Sound is actually our name. You stole it. Give what? us credit. And like well that can't be true because we made sure to look it up before we yeah. did it before we got our LLC before we got our business rights and I mean Soda Sound is like that's probably like one of the first names someone's gonna come up with at throwing a festival so okay. wanted to make sure we weren't stepping on toes okay all that to say turns out they didn't actually own it so oh. here we are oh, okay like they did something first but didn't own it really. yeah like they came I'm sure they sat there and was like oh you know what sounds dope Soda mm-hmm. Sound like, oh, yeah, that's not dope maybe you should get an LLC for it maybe you should get a trademark we didn't do that. And they we didn't know. have that conversation, obviously, with this person. We didn't know they existed until they said we stole their name. So, here we sit. Wow. Innocent. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then, I guess I guess we know why it was in Wisconsin, right? Because River's Edge was the one that reached out to you guys, correct? Exactly. And, right. um, like, if you guys did have, like, if, if you guys, like, had a different lineup or maybe bread to choose where you guys wanted to go? Would you put it in Wisconsin or would you maybe? I don't think anybody who lives in Wisconsin would put it in Wisconsin. Okay. A great state. I'm seeing they got cheese curds, wine, all that nonsense. Yep. But like to be real, obviously we would have done it, maybe not obviously, but for the record, we would have rather done it in Minnesota. Minnesota, okay. With the time okay. constraints, I mean, really, we wouldn't have done anything with that short of notice on that large of a scale if it wasn't like the perfect storm. Everything just happened to line up that way where they mm-hmm. say, oh, we've got this date. We want you guys to come do this. Mm-hmm. We've got these facilities and that facility, and uh, we want you guys to help us bring in a crowd. Yeah, let's so, let's go into that. When yeah. did when did Rivers Edge hit you guys up? So it would have been the actual date's going to be fuzzy, but it, it was definitely in March. March, because I know when we when we agreed on doing this festival, we had a four month, maybe like four and a half month heads up to do it mm-hmm. so it wasn't long but let's just say march okay yeah. and then and then so you guys just immediately got to creating the llc 
and or or like how did how did that like that was just like who who called who did tony just call y'all three up and just be like yo river's edge just hit me up we finna start this uh festival like let's create an llc let's go gotcha so tony came up with the concept of mm -hmm. throwing a festival because obviously as you two are well aware of mm -hmm. sound sets no longer throwing events anymore so mm -hmm. that said tony was like oh there's a really great opportunity for Minnesota to throw a festival and there's kind of a what's the word kind of like a vacuum of power right now no one's doing it mm -hmm. uh, so Tony asked me if I knew anybody who knew how we could throw a festival we get this going so I tapped into some of my resources and one of my friends he said that not only does he throw festivals but he said he's worked with these guys at river's edge he said from what he knows they're pretty good competent people and they're looking for something that's just like this so opportunity arose okay as far as john goes him and tony i believe still work together on his comedy so as far as um, tony managing john so they were already in close quarters and such and then mm -hmm. i go back with both of them so it was just kind of like a thing where as a local artist especially i'm kind of like yo this would be real dope if we could do something like this and put a bunch of cats on. But mm -hmm. obviously, you know, things went a little left. And that's why I wanted to come here today to clear up. There's just, <laughs> I want to say this first. I know for a fact, I don't know for a fact, but gun to my head, I don't think this was like a bash campaign or anything like that. I think that there were a lot of things that spun out of control. Uh, a lot of things that we've, me, Tony, John have all taken accountability for, mm -hmm. and I'm just here today to kind of clear up a lot of the things that I saw in the documentary because I know how it looks, mm -hmm. and that's kind of why, and that's why I can empathize with it. I get yeah. it. So no, I kind of want to straighten a lot for of that sure, out. for sure. We're definitely going to get into that, and and I feel like too we're gonna we're we're asking a lot of our questions to make sure that whatever wasn't said or whatever wasn't answered or whatever we had the I don't knows to right. is figured out here. So like we definitely want to give you like the chance to kind of. Uh, clear your name so to speak but also kind of give the chance for you to explain exactly what was happening from what we were seeing from what every second of that of of each moment from when we were leading up to getting to the event that's uh, what we just talked about right. so i just asked you everything that i just asked you because of what we just led up to sure. so any information inside the documentary that had to do with the owners you just went and explained further into that so if anyone really had any more questions we're just going based off of a lot of the questions that we were asked and people wanted to know more about so 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 like we are giving we're giving we're giving room here for you to answer but i'm also going to give you room at the end here to to ask and really figure out and clear exactly the spots that are like yo this is wrong this is not it this isn't it because we also have a lot of questions to ask too i oh, mean yeah. i think from the video okay. you could kind of tell that there was a lot of things that we didn't get to ask but we were blocked so like that's one thing too that it's kind of like you were blocked yes we were blocked by tony on both Waterwave and and my end and we were blocked by the soda sound page at first i thought you guys deleted the page but but yeah no we were blocked we were blocked so there was no a ability to really reach out to y'all and have this like real dialogue so here is is the chance that we're gonna get today to do it i um i, I did not know that that was the case to my understanding 
I mean, all the communication lines were open. We all put our statuses up after the day of the event, mm -hmm. and we wanted to open up a dialogue in case something like this or some conversation needed to happen. Um, I also don't see them blocking you. Why would they? I don't understand. That doesn't. You, yeah. Are you currently? Like I think we currently are. I bet you're uh, blocked. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you're yeah blocked. so I don't, I don't know which okay. one of which one of you guys have the soda sound in your bio, the at. But like, yeah, if we're on Waterwave, if I'm on Waterwave, or if I'm on my own account, I can't click it. So it's like that. That's the number one sign of you've been blocked. And and I know exactly the day that I got blocked because it was the day that I was like, yo, we might have to do a surviving soda sound documentary because oh. this event was crazy. And so, like, then the block happened. Then the block happened. Well, that makes sense, right? right? I mean, it's like if you go somewhere saying publicly, like, oh, we might have to do a surviving Soda Sound documentary. I mean, I get it. I mean, I can see why they blocked you for that. But also, I would say if I'm sitting in your shoes and I got blocked before I had a conversation, I guess I could see where that, like, how that could snowball into this. Yeah. I, get I mean, that. if anyone's if anyone's saying anything about any of our events that we put on, um, we would we would dm that person we have no reason really to block people we don't really even block anyone i don't really think on Waterwave. i don't think we've ever blocked anybody we've been a business for the last five almost six years here um it's it's not that hard to have a conversation out here i mean like it's, it's not at yeah all. It, it, it's really not yeah, like no one's and that. no right. no no and i mean and the thing is is like there's really no excuse for being a business and you're blocking people who obviously had a bad time at your event that's kind of crazy if someone's saying that they're going to create a documentary about your event maybe that means they had a bad time so if you're a business if you're a restaurant and someone has a bad time at your restaurant and they're eating there what are you going to do as the manager as the business owner you're going to ask them how can i have made your time better right do, what i would do is i would absolutely reach out 100 percent. i think it's important for more people to have conversations in situations like you just described mm -hmm. and i think in this case i mean again i haven't even i don't have any confirmation other than you just saying that you guys are blocked i mean yeah at we that can time, i mean we can look it up i but. bet you're blocked now i mean i i, I definitely believe that 100 mm -hmm. percent. but i don't think i don't agree with that i don't agree that if someone's bashing that you should just get blocked right away i think if it comes off as maybe some sort of harassment or some sort of defamation i could see a business taking that action but i mean that's just i didn't block you that wouldn't be something i would do so I get what you're saying, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, f I, f I definitely feel you on that. And but I guess I guess going into that, then do you feel like artists were treated unfairly at your event at all? Uh, I would say that I know for a fact a lot of the artists on that bill maybe didn't have the greatest experience, whether they pay for a slot, whether their slot was moved, whether they were asked to cut their sets early, uh, not greeted at the gate. But even that, like. None of that was intentional, and none of that was, okay, we want to wanna take advantage of people who want to get on stage for the first time, or we want to <clears throat> we wanna do this event that no one knows what's going on. I mean, there were so many factors, and I know you said we'll get into it at the end of it as far as checking all those boxes, mm -hmm. but there's a reason for all that. Mm -hmm. And then as far as any greetings at the door or anything like that, I know you guys say you didn't see it because you might have been blocked at the time, you say. Um, we all made sure that we put it out there that any of the artists who felt some type of way, our lines were open. We wanted to talk to them. We wanted to work with them. I mean, that's I, – I, I feel you. I'm not saying no one doesn't deserve to feel like they got shat on or dogged out, but we wanted to make that smoothed over. You know, I get it. I've been in that position before. Mm -hmm. 
So, uh, so I mean, are there? I guess just to ask before we really ask at the end, are there any artists off the top of your head that you guys have smoothed things out with that you know for sure? Have you? I think Brizzy recollected, recollected, or yeah, whatever. Absolutely, I think Brizzy is a great example of that because I know he was one of the. Well, I know you tapped in with more than two cats, but it was him, and then there was Bird, right? Who you tapped in with? Bird, uh, Obi. Mati and Jake. Mati, Jake. Right. Yep. So, and a few others, like so, off camera. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it was just those two, but those mm-hmm. two specifically. With Brizzy, uh, we actually, very close to the end of the event, it might have even been within that week, reached out to him and came up to an agreement that, hey, we know you got your set cut early. We know you pay for your slot. We want you to know next year when we do our festival again, you know, you got a slot. You can rock with us. We'll make sure you get your time and everything. And even then, he broke a $200 microphone that night. So it's like, I mean, I understand being frustrated and such, but to say that we didn't try to make amends or try to tap, I don't know. I don't think that's fair at all. Yeah, it seemed uh, so. From our conversation, Brizzy said that he did talk to to Tony before he went on that set and and kind of had that conversation. So maybe you guys had that conversation twice. Maybe he was just trying to reiterate it, so he had you guys on on email saying it or yeah, something just to have it solidified, to have it solidified. Um, but but I do know for sure that that's what he said was your guys's promise to him back he did say that in the video he explained that mm-hmm. um, but you you really think though that that breaking a $200 microphone for an artist that paid a thousand dollars who only performed about 10 out of the 15 minutes and got cut off like is that is that like something that you need to throw out there to like to to somehow make it seem like that he did something wrong or is that like no, what does the $200 microphone no. even really have to do so the question was was were artists treated unfairly right mm-hmm. so i would feel like that with him specifically that could be a lot more valid if we didn't already have a conversation about it i mean i will admit that there were a lot of things that people were told that they didn't get the day of the event which I kind of like am on the middle with getting into it because I know you want to wait till the end. But let's say, let's say he put his money up for the slot because there were going to be 500 to 1,000 people there, right? Mm-hmm. So if he made that purchase based on that decision and we were at 273 sales at 2 p.m. at a festival that ends at 11, it's like we're still on pace to do that. We're not trying to take advantage. We don't want anybody to have an unfair experience. I mean, mm-hmm. The $200 microphone thing, that doesn't have anything to do with how he was treated. I think those feelings are completely valid. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that That's basically what I was saying is is just because, like, I mean, the, the feelings are valid. I understand yeah. why. I understand why he threw a $200 microphone. And so I'm saying that I think that he was treated unfairly. I think you have said that as well, because at the end of the day, 276 tickets were sold. 500 weren't right it rained right right so like so that that promise wasn't kept up like and so that's something that bro's mad about he's looking out in this crowd and there's like 15 people standing there and a bunch of vendors out there and a bunch of other people just artists doing their thing out there like don't you that 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 would be a pretty good reason to throw a 200 hundred dollar microphone i i'd say i don't think anyone could really make an argument that there's a good reason to break shit but I get it and to your point about the crowd and such 
I mean, yeah, they weren't out there when it was raining, when it was coming down, but it rained mm-hmm. five times. And I think yeah. when the first rainfall hit, you could kind of take a look around in the crowd and see, like, people were starting to really, like, buy into the idea that this is actually about to be a thing. This mm-hmm. is fun. This is dope. And I don't know. I feel like they got lost. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think there's 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 a lot of ways you could look at that. But I guess to move on further to that, did you, like, did you know all the artists at the event? All of them? Yeah, did you know like all of personally? them? Personally? No, yeah. not at all. You, but the booking wasn't a part of... Did you listen to all their music? Oh, uh, no, not at all, no. Okay. But as far as the festival goes, that wasn't, like, the booking part, that wasn't, like, my department, mm-hmm. so I didn't... Did John you know, or Tony know every artist? Uh, Yeah, yeah, they did. They would have reached out to them either through a status, through the Slow to Sound page, and we went around. I know for a fact I went through a couple of days when they were listening to everyone's you know, Spotify, Spotify tracks, Apple Music shit. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they had heard the music. Mm-hmm. Sure. From from at least from when we walked in, um, I had originally talked to Tony because I was like one of the first ones to arrive at the event. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had told him who I was and everything and told him and I was asking him a bunch of questions. He seemed really annoyed, which it, it seemed like he they were going through a lot of stuff. So I yeah, understand why absolutely. people would be annoyed. But I was also asking him in terms of for our artists sake to make sure that they're not driving out here and doing a whole bunch of extra stuff for no reason. Mm-hmm. We, I was asking for more information because Eric was still in the cities at the time and he was on the FaceTime with me the whole time I was having this conversation with him, but he just kind of just brushed me off, like didn't really care and just told me like, yo, things aren't working out, whatever, come back later. So okay. it kind of felt like so, a little like hands off, like, oh, that's fucked up, but uh, yeah, kinda- but yeah, but like later on into the event, Eric also was was talking to Tony just a little bit more about the event. And then he says, is, is Kelvino even here? Did it, did Kelvino come? And I was literally the person talking to him like almost all day. Mm. I'm the person who's literally having conversation. So it, from that point on, that proves to me that he doesn't know all the artists here. He doesn't know. He didn't even know who I was. So that was a huge mistake on his end, which is, I would say, the the biggest reason why you're sitting here today is the mistreatment of me and my fellow artists, the people that we brought here to you guys and helped bring to you guys. That was your falter. That is why I am here with this energy for you guys, because you guys really thought like, okay, yo, this this since this guy the white guy isn't here to talk to you guys and tell you all this stuff all of a sudden it's not really water wave or this isn't serious or i don't know who this person is so i don't care but when eric came there's a whole different energy there was a whole different energy and still even jory calista didn't even know who eric was so it was that already just kind of threw us off so if john x tony you and Jory are booking an event and you guys don't even know the artist. What well, does that look like? And what does that you don't even well, know the sponsors, the people you I put hear, on the, I hear on the that. flyer? I hear what you I hear what you're getting at. But with sixty eight, maybe sixty five, with that many artists on a bill, maybe you're listening to them on Spotify, Apple Music. I mean you're not to be honest, like completely transparent, no one's going to be able to name sixty five, sixty eight people that they've just listened to on their Spotify list. Not gonna be able to see them all and be like, oh, boom, whoop de whoop. This is so and so. This is so and so. Now that's not excusing not knowing you guys as you guys walked in, especially if you were, you know, promised a couple of things to get into the door, to use your name to push the event. I get that 100. percent But I mean, you gotta look at it. This guy was up 
four or five days in a row, like we're all up four or five days in a row, the mental capacity is going to be diminishing a little bit with the time. And that's not an excuse, but it's a fact. I mean, yeah, you can make an argument that they didn't know you by face, and we're sorry for that. And I would agree that if you're walking into an event, you should be treated as such, especially if you guys were offering your services for, like, no charge to us. Like, I get why you're upset about that, but, I mean, I I wouldn't say that it's one of those – you know, attention to details. We didn't give a fuck, so we didn't know y'all. It was just there was so much going on, and I, I get what you're saying, but that's that's why. Yeah, I guess I guess like to to kind of like to that response, it just seems very negligent that you would even put people on a lineup that you do not know. That's the whole point of that that thing right there don't put people on a lineup we've thrown endless shows don't put people on why would we put someone on a lineup that we don't know what if they want to shut what it doesn't ma- it doesn't matter at least, I at mean, least a lot of, know a lot of local them. guys if they want a shot look at their dms look right. at their instagram identify their face watch their videos watch wa- the listen videos. to their music it's listen not hard if you if you've done that you should know what they look like you should know what they sound I like you should know think, what their name is i don't think just because you haven't heard of somebody doesn't mean you shouldn't give them a chance and I mean, and I, like I just said, if you haven't heard of them, they reached out to you somehow, correct? Through DM or email, right? Yeah. So, so then, them, so then you have the ability right well there. Too, you, yeah, you have the and so you reached out to them. So if to you some, have the ability yeah. to look at this person who wants a shot and they DM'd you, you have that ability to click on that profile picture, look at that person's profile, and see who that person is. It's not hard. Some people don't have pictures on there either. Then ask for a picture. It's not hard. Any modeling agency would do the same. I think or the where day, were artist passes? It's At very least that. easy to say what we could have done and should have done, which the feedback is 100% accurate. We'll do it next year. Like That's that's fair. If you're going to have somebody in your event, you should know who they are. The thing is with this one, we only have four months to do it. Naturally, there's going to be a few setbacks. I mean, I, you're right. I'm not saying you can have people in your venue, in your festival, you don't know who they are. That's, that's crazy. But... <laughs> I think that there's room for improvement on a lot of what went wrong with Soda Sound. So okay. that's what we're and gonna do next year. No, and and I'm 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 glad that at least you can own up to that. I'm glad that you can at least say that. Um, mm, and yeah. I'm glad because the thing is, is it seemed like a lot of people were trying to defend against that, and I'm just trying to clear up whether or not you guys did know all the artists. It seems like you did not, so that's about it. That's the question that I needed to know. You guys didn't know all the artists. There could have been. We already know there could have been a lot of things, but I'm making sure that there could have been things that you guys could have did in retrospect to know who the artists were but this is for the record this is for history for people to know that you guys didn't know who everyone was on that list and that's that's the whole point of that question because like it, it doesn't really matter what anything could have revolved around it's really about the point of the fact of what happened it doesn't matter if it was four months. It doesn't matter if if the, if there should have been wristbands, if we should have looked at their IGs, if we should have gotten pictures from them. It doesn't matter. It's the fact of it should have happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, should have happened. But, but uh, from, from then on, really, like, why didn't you po- why didn't you just make another post, too? You made the first original Soda Sound after, post. Correct. Like after it was over with? Huh? No, no, no. At the beginning, at the beginning of Soda Sound, you Uh, made the original post. And so this is like, why didn't you kind of like update people on what was going on with like Soda Sound? Why didn't you make like another one of those like square posts just saying like, 
yo, mm. this is what's going on throughout the day, or this is what's what's happening. We did. So we shot, I believe it was four different visuals updating about the show, talking about what's going on, the new developments, this and that. And to be honest, some of the videographers we worked with either had some tech issues, uh, wanted to change some of the arrangements we had as far as like, oh, we said we would do this video work for you, but we also want 10 of our guys to come perform and we want these slots. Like, Well, these plots are already spoken for. It was just a lot of things that just didn't go right. I mean, not here to make excuses, but we did make the videos and the visuals, so. But they just never got posted or put out there? Yeah, something. Something happened with all of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that's the truth. I mean, yeah. You okay. mean, like, videos updating on, like, what's going to be going on at the event or what, what well, kind of videos? just like things that so the first video that we did that talked about the facilities that we would have you know we also did one that had oh we've got this artist this artist this artist this artist coming through mm -hmm. and then as far as like the editing phase went that's when things got kind of you know we didn't get mm -hmm. those videos yeah. back i guess i get to add on to that i was more even like uh with updates throughout the day of throughout like rain day. delays and stuff like that like of, like, oh, so why like, not that stuff? The, I couldn't mm -hmm. get on the phone with nobody. That oh, was, yeah, that type, that type of stuff too. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's that's fair. Obviously, we should have done some updates. That was one that of day. our major concerns. Like when we were there, we were we were on the we we were uh, full heartedly on the impression like we agreed to perform at this thing. Right. We would love to perform at this thing. We just want to know when we're supposed to be there. Right. Whether or not we 100% wanted to be there anymore. We would, we just wanted updates, but we like had to physically go there and talk to them face to face. And he was even there face to face, and it was hard to get answers. And like I know uh, for like some festivals, like if there's like a rain delay, it's pretty common to post every twenty thirty minutes, like hey, we have to wait another thirty. Yeah, major festivals. Me messaging. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not hard to post on Instagram, like it, to make an Instagram post. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're it takes 30 seconds. when you're covering sound equipment, when you're talking to owners yelling at you, when you're trying to get your venues covered or vendors covered up, taken care of. I mean, there's a lot of things that we were doing that we just didn't take the time to make the Instagram post. Like again, you're not wrong. We could have made those posts. It doesn't take long to make an Instagram post, but we were running around like chickens with our heads cut off because yeah. there was so much shit we was dealing with that we just didn't we didn't do it. I mean, if it rains next year. We'll post on IG about it while it happens. You guys aren't wrong about that, but yeah. mm -hmm. that's why we didn't like, talk about yeah, it. Like just the uncertainty of like, uh, yeah, of like, like what time should I be there? Because like, if, if if I know like the eight, the noon noon people are now supposed to be performing at four, does that mean my nine o'clock slot is now one a.m.? Like, what is yeah. that? You know, th those were the questions. Yeah, that we're we just were no. That's answer. fair. That yeah. is yeah. We'll at take that time. to the chin because yeah. like that's that's fair. If you drove 45 minutes somewhere and based on the idea that, okay, I perform at two and then it's four o'clock and you haven't performed yet and you haven't gotten an update yet, that's fair. We'll take that to the chin every time. At that point, like we could have done something to bridge that gap. I'm not saying that that ain't the case. It's just that's why it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But I feel that. Definitely. Okay. For sure. Um, did you guys, I, I, we're going to kind of move on a little bit from the beginning here and how we all got here, but, um, it, it, see, or it seems like we got a pretty good understanding of the ownership structure, how that was all going down a little bit. Um, I don't know if you, if you had anything that was different about that ownership structure, but I feel like you've explained it all like you'd say, right? Uh, well, I think I should clarify, you know, as far as structurally goes, as far as how it was built and, you know, the ins and outs of that nature, that would be Tony. I'm more of a, I guess, whatever the equivalent to like a brand ambassador. So 
interviews, go get some media press, that kind of thing. But are you a partner then, on the LLC? Yeah, I am. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So and you then are John, as far as he goes, John is also one of our owners as well, okay. and he's our main host for the uh, for the event. So okay, yeah. And then so um, did you guys mention having Waka Flocka? potentially be an opener for the for the show yeah he's potentially no not an opener he was gonna headline. or a headliner sorry yeah, not opener we're gonna, we're gonna have walk <laughs> yeah <laughs> headliner <laughs> no let me stop um no so we were gonna have waka flocka as the headliner and we had a thirty-five thousand dollar investor for waka specifically right okay and what happened with him was for i think he was booked for Lollapalooza, and if he wasn't then he didn't want to be the only headliner or only national act on the stage because then the whole crowd would need to be like under his pool so we could ask for a lot more money. So the $35,000 that our investor had was solely to book a national act. It wasn't for uh, paying for the stage. It wasn't for running promo ads, booking local talent. It was under the guise like, okay, if you guys can get a combo of Waka Flocka going or you can get Big Sean or Luda or whoever, then I'll put 35000 on it. And we ha- we still have the thirty five thousand for it. It's allocated. It's ready to go. We just couldn't get any of the national acts when we uh, were talking about it to maybe one of y'all about. Maybe, yeah, what, yeah. What he was the, the issue? What was the issue with that? What with, what with getting the national acts apart so, from? So we heard the la la. We heard rolling loud. We heard that kind of excuse come up, but. We do know that we do know that there are artists who are still big national artists who aren't on those lineups. Sure. So some of those cats, like I said, didn't want to be the only national act on a first time festival. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you know, Is just there, don't. Can book you give that. us like an example apart from Waka of someone who didn't want to be on on the festival alone? Yeah, I got a list right here actually. Because I just I find it really hard that an artist really turned down thirty five bands. <laughs> That's the crazy shit to me is that there's artists that are out here turning down thirty five bands. Because like we've heard way cheaper from people like Waka. So like I'm just I'm just trying to figure out where this is necessarily making sense. But so to answer your question, Ludacris, yeah, Lupe Fiasco, Let's see Big Sean. See, looks like they said the prof is on here, but I don't believe prof. Like, I don't think we got any got real far with prof at all. So I think a lot of it was just not getting responses or people not interested in booking within four months. Or a lot of the things that happened to us was when we said, hey, we've got this budget. We've got we want to do thirty five thousand. Uh, they said, well, who else is going to be on it? And we said, oh, you be our biggest guy. That's when we hear back. Oh, well, if it's just our crowd being brought. We're gonna need this much instead, so we just weren't able to hack it, and that's what so, we tapped in with you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah so curious. not everybody, yeah. so not everybody then said that they couldn't show up because of being the only person. There's multiple reasons for all those artists that you hit up. Well, I will say that with the ones that responded about the thirty-five thousand, none of them were willing to do that, being the only national headlining act. I mean, we—it's not that we didn't want to have them. Obviously, that would have made. <laughs> That made a lot of things go a lot smoother, but we just couldn't get them. We we tried, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. And even with that, we didn't tell people, like, uh, the artists. We weren't like, hey, we got Waka. Come through and get on this show. We were like, hey, we're in talks with these guys. We want to get Waka. We want to get a national act. We want to get a headliner. And when we didn't, we made sure that was communicated. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, but- so, like, the idea, I, I, I guess, when, like, selling a slot or, like, from our perception, it seemed like 
like thirty five thousand dollars was was going to be spent on X, regardless if it was going to be Waka or some just one focus, right? Like from just I guess the perception that was like sold to me to because like for 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 the way that we got there was to like you know to perform for free it was like you know oh we're gonna spend 35k on a headliner uh you're gonna be able to camp for free you're gonna be able to have a cabin for free you're gonna be do these things right so i was just uh, a little curious like telling artists like hey yeah we're gonna be spending 35,000 on an artist like waka flocka you know spending 500 to open up for someone like that and getting that slot towards the end would be pretty cool because that's how i was pitched mm-hmm. i was told we were gonna get 30 there's gonna be 35,000 dollars spent on an artist like waka flocka and if we couldn't get him like we we're gonna try to find someone else somebody so okay i was under the impression that there's a 35,000 dollars budget for this festival there's no reason why this thing would should flop right mm-hmm. to spend even if you spent a 5k on seven different artists that would be like Damn. you know what i mean like if you, you have thirty five thousand to spend on like a right bunch of people you like could in theory do it in theory so i'm like yeah we, we would love to perform for free and get one of those last slots before the opener goes on in exchange for you know promoting the event heavily and, and whatnot like sure that seemed like a very fair deal it gets our artists good impression and whatnot and then i can understand why some of these artists may pay 500 to a thousand dollars to get an opportunity like that as well that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have the backing of uh being of their brand equity and whatnot so i understand i could understand that so i was just curious like if that was uh, another method that was being communicated in that way to these artists to be persuaded in, into uh, basically being okay with spending a band. Cause I know that there was talks of like, you know, promising how many people would be there, but like, like saying we have 35 K to spend on artists. Like was that communicated to these artists as well that were being also uh, emailed uh, messages saying these are open slots. You know what I mean? So you, are you just, are you making sure that the like, 35,000 was like told like what it was for specifically, like us big booking one yeah, but national I mean, act like, or like, like uh, let's just say Brizzy for example, or any other name on there that maybe pay, they paid any amount of money. Like was, was, were they communicated, hey, we might have a 35K act, or is that just me, us as a brand that was going to be involved on the flyer? You know what I mean? Like, was that communicated with everybody, every artist that paid to be on there, or just, so you know, we just like definitely, the partnered brand? We weren't talking money like that, like as far as with the artists who were going to be on the bill. I mean, we did let them know that we were looking into headliners, but we weren't talking about, oh, we're trying to get this person for this amount of money. Like, that wasn't really, so at least at the time, it wasn't pertinent information to them as far as how we got the headliner. But the goal was to have a main person besides a local Minnesota person. Oh, absolutely. Because, mm-hmm. I, I absolutely. mean, like, definitely no slack yeah. to anybody on that lineup, but there wasn't, like, a, a, an outsour- outsourced, you know, act at the end that everyone was like, I'm going to stay here all day so I can see them. Right, it was you mostly, I mean? like, it I don't want to say small, but it was, it was local, local cats. It was, it was a soda yeah. sound. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. soda sound featuring... Walk a flock, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was soda sound, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Because, because like also like because I also wanted to just know like how how did that go of you telling people that we weren't gonna necessarily because we know how you guys told us we basically had to find it out when we, we saw the flyers. The flyer so like th- that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. So is you know how, well, how we told the artists yeah, that Walker how wasn't you, gonna be there. or that there was no national act because from oh, your first yeah. your first Absolutely. video on Souls of the Sound yeah. you had explained there will be big national acts. So like when people quote, asked us about that, like yeah. who's going to be our headliner, what, like, whoop whoop if they were doing it on, because mainly our communications with artists was on the Soda Sound uh, Instagram. Okay. So we had conversations with them when they would say, hey, what's going on with Waka? What's going on with the headliners? Like, okay, we weren't able to get him, but here's what we're doing instead. And that was it. So we had a lot of individual conversations. There wasn't like a mass email sent out, mm-hmm. but we did make sure that everybody who was on that bill, we talked to them about it. Yes. Yeah, so, so then, why? I guess we why? Yeah. Why did we find out then until the flyer was dropped? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I that mean, so then all the artists were not hit up then. So that's that's the thing is like but we have to we have to show the ownership. Didn't Tony talk with Walker about with you? 
Didn't he oh, say we couldn't get him anymore? After we saw the flyer. No, he he said he 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 said that you couldn't get Waka, but he didn't say that there wasn't going to be a headliner. That's, so that's he said he, he said, said that hey, there wasn't going to be Waka. He but said most like he said Waka might not go through, and I was like, yeah, let me connect you with a few other acts. Like I connected him like with like a Gravy's manager and whatnot, just like a few and, yeah and whatnot. I was like, hey, let's try this then. But then he's like, okay, bet. Um, like he, right now you're still in the searching process for a headliner. So that was right. the last phone call we had about a headliner, and then a week or two later, maybe a month later, I don't the timeline the flyer drops and there's no headliner. And then I, I text Tony that like same day. I see him like, yo, there, uh, there's no headliner. Awesome. And then, What's up with that shit? Yeah. Like, well, I, like, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I will say if you guys weren't reached out to or talked with before that, that's something that should have been done. Take that to the chin too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did have those conversations with the artists who were performing on the bill, but if you and your camp wasn't told about it, then yeah, we yeah. fucked up. Yeah. On that. Our we'll camp, that our camp was four artists on that bill. So that's, that's, that's like a big, a big thing right there is like, it's not just about like your camp. We're saying that four artists weren't hit up. So there's no way that all of the artists were hit up and told that there's not any headliner. Like, and I feel like that's, that's a reasonable assumption to make because I wasn't hit up. So that already means that I, there was no hit up about, okay, no headliners here. Cause unless you're saying that it, the artist had to ask what's going on with the headliner to Which get a response is, about it. No, that's crazy. That's crazy. That ex- would be, that's no, that's not good. Exactly. I mean, no like, yeah, exactly. Would, yeah, so, so then, so then there was negligence in not telling the artist that there is no headliner because I know I paid money to get a hotel to stay out there the night before. I know Jake spent money to get that camper and to be in that spot, which he was promised two weeks before the event. Sure. Um, so like we know that we had at least two artists spending money to be a part of your event. So my big question is, I just want you, like I said, for history to be able to tell the cameras, yes, we did not message every artist. That was something that you just said was you guys reached out to every artist, but you didn't. And you can literally say that right now. Because so does this count for anything that might have been talked about in person at all? I mean, at this point, like, I'm not saying. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I no one talked to me in person about any headliner. So that's what I'm saying is where was every artist told that there isn't going to be a headliner by any of you or any of your staff? Before the flyer drops. Before the Soda Sound event, was every artist told by somebody in you or your staff that there will not be a headliner? So would it help if I just had like a list of the communications with everybody? Because I feel like that would go a long way here. So I think no, 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 no. So the question is really just a yes or no question. Was every it's, artist contacted? Was every artist contacted about the headliner not not being able to show up? If Waterwave had four, no. Okay. Mm. So then I think that was. I'm just asking you to clear up your statement about you saying that we contacted everybody that the headliner wouldn't be there before the event because that's not true. So like I just I just need to make sure that you're telling the truth here for the camera to make sure that we do have that on record because I don't want this interview to end and we don't have the questions that people are need answered. Okay, that's simple. Sure. That's I, I think I yeah. think that's definitely simple and definitely understandable. Um, but basically, I uh, let's go deeper into the event. Like, was were there two stages set up at the event at the same time? Yep, there was two stages going at the same exact time. 
Yes. No, 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 no. There were two stages, but they weren't going at the same time. Okay. What happened so you there? You said exactly what I just said in the video. So I'm just what? making sure. Hold on. I'm just making sure on. that we were so both. So the reason why both of the stages weren't going at the same time was because days before the event happened, the owner said, hey, we thought about it. We don't want two sounds going on at the same time because there's going to be a lot of noise traffic. So what we did was we reached out to our sound techs and said, hey, owner said this. What can we do to combat it? We've got 60 plus artists. We can't do one stage at a time. Okay. So what we can do is we can move the big stage from the small stage, separate them on opposite ends of the field, and align the speakers so they're pointed two different directions so we won't have to worry about that. Okay. So we came up with that. Then the owner said, okay, that's cool. Two days after that, so at this point would be three days before the event goes down, they say, well, we don't want to move the stages. They are where they are. So we couldn't do anything about it. I feel that. I feel that. Um, so <laughs> I guess what – because I'm – I just seen in the advertising point you did have the whole like two stages thing. Yeah. So I was just trying to make sure we that had two stages. Yeah. I mean, no, there was definitely lie. two stages, yeah, but they, they weren't, weren't going, going at the same, same time. time. Yep. No, yep. That was uh, we had a similar issue. We can, <laughs> we yeah. We can yeah. agree. We can agree Absolutely. on that. Absolutely. Um, we can agree on that. Yeah. That for sure. Yeah. But what happened with the big stage? What was the whole issue with that? So Why? So the re the, with the big stage, they said we can do that was our the biggest selling point they had for us. They said we can do this event. And we've got this mega stage for you. Boom. That was it. That was the end of the conversation. So then we promote it. We say we've got this huge stage. We get the artist's attention because of that. Most of them have never played on the stage that big before. Obviously, you get what I'm getting at here. But they said we could have this stage. And then with that one, it was about three weeks before the day of the event where they said, hey, we see you've got these ticket sales here. We've got your numbers and everything looks good but we're not 100% sure we want to do the big stage anymore. Like, what do you mean you're not sure if you want to do the big stage? They said, well, you guys have a few hundred people who are showing interest. You've got a lot of people buzzing about it online, but we're used to having, like, KISS open up this big stage, so we're just not 100% sure if we want to still do it. And we said, well, what do you mean not 100% sure? They said, well, I'll tell you what. They said, if you want to pay, it was either 7000 or 10000 but they said, if you want to pay this sum of money, we can hire the staff to open up this big stage, even though the entire pitch that they had for us was, if you throw this event here, you can use this stage mm -hmm. and a smaller stage. But yep. that's why we didn't have the big one anymore. And then people were saying, if you have a $35,000 budget, why wouldn't you allocate that towards the big stage? Which would make sense, mm -hmm. but our investor only wanted to use that to book the headliners. So right. So, so then I in. guess, I guess, so it's costing about 7000 to $10,000 to raise this stage, right? Right, raise the big stage. And so, like, I wasn't off on that because that's what I had heard. I just heard yeah, that in that. the – That's right. Yeah, I'm just making sure okay, – I'm, I'm just trying to fact check myself here because from our first conversation, when you hit me up about, like, let's do this interview, there was a lot of things that – I supposedly got wrong in this video. I'm just trying to make sure that I didn't get these things wrong. We're going literally down the line of the video and I'm just trying to make sure I didn't get yeah, these wrong. We're checking boxes. Yep, we're yeah. checking. We're just checking. Yeah. But so so $7,000 to rage that stage. I get it you guys didn't have the $35,000 budget. But with artist payment, with what you promised and the fact that you guys didn't tell you didn't hear three weeks before that that stage wasn't going up, right? I didn't hear. Trayson didn't hear. Jake didn't hear. I, Brizzy didn't hear. Lil Bird didn't hear. None of them heard. Uh -huh. So who did you guys tell that that stage wasn't going to go up if you knew three weeks before that it wasn't going to be up? So for that, if you guys didn't, if you weren't told that uh, by Tony or anyone that the stage wasn't being built up, I don't know. That's terrible. 
you know yeah, we definitely should have i guess yeah like it was definitely told a few days before the event but that was at the same time that like the big bombshell was dropped of like oh we can't promise this we can't promise that no more stage it was like a big bombshell like three days before so it all came at once instead like, of like a rollout well, or even like, when I mean, it happened like, as it happened yeah like especially if it was like a three-week thing or three because i mean i i because i remember getting the call like a couple it was either two three days before and he was like we're not raising the stage and I was like, damn, like that's like, that was like the whole thing we were advertised or whatever and whatnot. And it's and, and yeah, but that just a so to jump on that, to be real, we really wanted that big stage. Yeah. And even up to the day before the festival went down, we were still trying to scrape it together because mm-hmm. they said if we get the money together, even if it's 24 hours before that event starts, we can figure something out. So yeah. we really did. We just held on to the reins as long as we could. And mm-hmm. if it didn't get communicated out. That's why, not because we didn't want artists to not know, so we could be like, ah, oh, gotcha, like, you're here already. Like, that wasn't the intent. Again, right. that's another one of those things where I saw the documentary, I'm like, yeah, I see how that looks, and I get that, but that's why I went down the way it did. Yeah, but, but you gotta you got to at least be able to see that the transparency is needed in, in any... If you're throwing any event, you need to be 100% transparent with the people that you're trying to have part of the event mm. because they're the ones who made your event. Mm. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think that there would be any soda sound if there was no artist. So if we're not letting the artist know what's going on, how are we expecting to continue to do soda sound in all this time period? Mm. So as far as the communication goes, because I get where you're coming from on that too. As far as the communication goes, we had Joy running our emails as well, right? And there were a lot of things, including like some of those updates that you brought up. There are a lot of things that just happened to slip through the cracks. And that's not a knock on her because she works, worked super hard. She's not going to be a part of Soda Sound in 2023. We had a lot of issues with how we executed a lot of things. And we're going to go a separate direction. But no knock on her. I'm just saying, like, what you're saying is valid. And we're trying to make the steps to move past that and do something better next year. Again, we'll take whatever apology we have to to the chin. We are not saying that we threw a bang of a festival we're not saying this was like a major success by any means we're trying to be accountable we're trying to build it better and we're trying to make sure that we take care of everybody who felt like they had a bad experience yeah that's and why i'm here right now yeah I mean, and i guess my biggest thing is to find the f- I can. Oh, okay. Plug it, plug it back in. Sometimes it just does that. <clears throat> um. So yeah, like I was saying, like a lot of those communications that you had brought up, as far as like updating artists as things happen, being transparent about the stage is not going down, like mm-hmm. etc. Like these are a lot of things that we asked be communicated, and they just happen to slip through the cracks. So okay. that's why next year we're gonna get a whole different staff. We're doing this different. So right. some. So, so somebody wasn't doing their job. Basically, I'm not trying to throw nobody under the bus here, but, but that's, that's that's what happened. Yeah, right? someone wasn't I mean, doing their job. That's if they were, we, why would we be having this conversation? Yeah, we wouldn't. No, so for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so so I guess to keep going with the uh, the big stage, I'm just like. I had had someone who had reached out for me from a company called Allied Productions, who actually owns the stage from mm-hmm. from River's Edge. They told me that. You guys had never contacted anyone about that stage in general. There was nobody contacted. Not a single person at River's Edge even knew about that stage going up. So here's here's true. here's the original agreement. So I'll literally tell you, I have I have the proof 
from the employee who works there. We, do, we don't need to really say his name too much, but he can vouch for this. We can call Allied Productions. They can vouch that that's their stage. But what I'm going to tell you right here is River's Edge contacted Allied Productions. They were never this is this is far beyond the sound set or soda set soda sound festival river's edge asked to buy that stage it's actually kind of crazy and there was a whole written agreement for them to buy it for about i think it was like 30k or something we have the messages jackson you could pull them up we have 30k i think it was to buy that stage River's Edge never ended up sending that money over to Allied Productions, so technically it's just their stage sitting there. Um, River's Edge doesn't have, they didn't have the tools to put up that stage because that was what was going to come with the 30K from Allied Productions to get that stage. They so, didn't say that to yep. us. And so and I'm letting what you know. they told us I'm, was I, that they have the big stage. And I'm letting you know. I know. And I'm letting you know that right now you took people's money without even having that big stage booked at all. Nobody booked it. No one booked it. You didn't book it. You guys didn't even make sure that it was booked. Nothing happened. You didn't even make sure that they had the tools to put that stage up there. Well, and we that's the, the crazy part. And we saw the stage. We went mm -hmm. there. We checked it out. They own the they own the site. It's private, you know, grounds. They said that they have the stage. It's literally there. I mean, I think at best, you can make a very strong argument that you know have this in a contract, have this in writing. But even then, it was an arm shake agreement on the stage. We took the money for it and we allocated that towards paying for the sound, paying for the lights, and everything else came out of our own pockets. I mean, I don't know. I, I hear you, but that's why we went with saying we had a big stage. That's what we were told by the owners. That's it. So so the owners told you guys you had a big stage. They showed it to us. They showed you guys. I mean, it's there. It's not. It can't really just be moved and picked up around. But did they show yeah, you guys that they, they showed were, us the They showed you guys that they've controlled yeah. that stage. They showed you guys how to use it, how it all works, how all the lights work and everything. You guys got so that we through talked the to their, So we talked to their staff for their uh, audio techs, their light techs, and they said, okay, well, here's how we're going to raise it up, this and that. We'll do. We'll, it's a bunch of stuff that I've, I'm going to raise the stage personally, so I kind of just have to go with what the professionals say that they're doing. So that's right. why we went with that stage. And so it. nobody, so no, you guys had no confirmation that the stage would actually go up then before the event. Other Apart than them saying River's we Edge. will River's have Edge the is the person it? who said that. Yep. Yeah, River's Edge said that they would have the stage. And so then on top of that, I guess we went with it. If you had the artist pay, where was the set? Why couldn't you guys just pull to scrape together seven thousand? I mean, we know that there is two thousand dollars at least paid for from artists. So why? Where was the other? Did any other artist pay or? Are you asking if other artists paid to perform? Yeah, did any other artists pay to perform apart from the two thousand dollars that we have seen? Uh, some artists paid to perform. Yeah. So, so then, what the, so the reason why they did it, they didn't have to pay. Like we had a lot of slots that we offered. We said, Hey, if you want to perform at Soda Sound, you can come in at one o'clock, two o'clock, one thirty, whatever you can come perform. But if you want a specific time slot or something better to prime time, you can pay if you would like to, but you don't have to. And even then we sent out contracts that said, Hey, we got this love for you. Uh, it's going to cost this much. If you want to do that, go ahead and sign the dotted line and send it in. And people sent it in. I mean, it, I could see maybe if, we promised, hey, come perform at Soda Sound, and after you said yes, we reached out after the fact. Said, oh, by the way, it's gonna be five hundred. It's gonna be a thousand. Like that's fucked up. But that's not what happened. That's not what we did.
Um, yeah, I, I mean, we weren't really getting into exactly what you guys did with with that. I'm really trying to figure out what you did with the money and why not. Like, yeah, so already we already know pay for the stuff. Yeah, the so, so yeah, so so then the we know that two thousand dollars is allocated. We from the guests that we had on our documentary, right. you just confirmed that more people did pay you guys. Why couldn't at least if you guys got sound lights, all this other stuff, why didn't the seven thousand go to raising the stage? Well, we didn't need to do the giant stage if we had to need sound, we had to need lights. That's what we allocated those funds for. I mean, if we had a seven thousand dollar bonus, I think you'd have a really good point. I think you could say, Oh, you have all this extra money, why not use it for the big stage then? But we didn't even have the money to put the stage up for seven thousand after we paid out all of our tech, staffing, etc. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went so our imaginary stage, we didn't have seven thousand dollars. This is this is what I'm I'm clearing up here. So we have an imaginary stage that was never even booked by y'all that you guys didn't though. know about. You guys didn't there. know about. You guys didn't know about. Because you can admit this. You can admit that you did not know that Rivers Edge basically scammed y'all and said that you guys had this stage and you didn't know about it. They you you can just say that. Okay. So if they said that, that they, they said didn't again like if you've like i'd like to i'd have to see it and i'm going word of mouth i believe you yep, i'm yep. not saying you're lying but if they said that they have a stage and that they don't have it that would be a scam that means we got scammed yeah okay so i mean i'm just because i'm trying to help you out here i'm trying to let you know that like hey if you didn't know that that stage is supposed to be up there and people are just throwing this seven thousand dollars in in your face say that then say that then because from what everyone else understands is that you guys were the ones who knew everything about that stage. You knew about how that stage was going to go up, but you didn't put it up. And other people paid you. And why didn't it go up then? Because that was part of the experience people were paying for. You know what I'm saying? Like, intentionally, from watching the video, even Brizzy said it himself. He was the person who paid you $1,000. Uh-huh. He thought that there was going to be that big stage. Right. So, like, if... You didn't even know what was truly going on with that stage. You just got to say that. Say that you don't even know. Tony didn't know. Jory didn't know. John didn't know. So At the end of the day, the we said we did, but we didn't. the conversations were happening, we thought that the stage was going to be there. We wouldn't have said it otherwise. Mm-hmm. And as far as the artists or the funds from the slots, like we all told them, like, hey, we're using these funds to make the Soda Sound Festival pop off. We were very transparent about it. So... I don't know what to tell you, right. but that's, yeah, that's no, I mean, what we did it I for. feel you, I feel you, and I feel like I feel like sometimes, like you may think that something's going one way, and obviously, like we've said before, we didn't take you didn't take the correct steps to make sure that you don't get jibbed on any of those things, but like. Yeah. I'm here to let you know. But I'm here to let you know because if you can't take happen. ownership for this, that means that this festival was never supposed to happen in the first place. Because if y'all can't take ownership for not knowing about this this Allied Productions, Allied Productions, the, you can go and ask Rivers Edge who Allied Productions is, and I promise you they'll give you an answer. But I'm letting you know if you didn't know about Allied Productions, say that for these cameras, and there really shouldn't be much else to say because but, like. That implies that we didn't know of Allied. We heard the name before then. Now, as far as the stage ownership, if Allied owns that, I mean, that's different. Like, I'll take that to the chin. If we didn't know Allied owned this stage, sure, fine. But we knew Allied Productions. We knew of them. They brought the name up. 
Okay. So to say we didn't know Allied so, Productions. So in what context did they bring up Allied Productions to you guys? So when we were building up the festival and trying to find out who we wanted to get for Sound and Light Sakes, Allied was one of the first people that they brought up. I'm assuming after hearing you talk about that, it's because they got a working history, but mm-hmm. that's why. So the dots are starting to connect a little bit here. Does that does that help connect a little bit of the dots here? Like, I mean, it's, it's cool that you knew of them before, but now I am here to tell you that they are the owners of that stage that you guys promoted your show behind. And they didn't know about y'all. They had no clue who y'all were. So I'm telling you right now, is there, who if, is to blame for that, right? If they said that and it wasn't true, they just said they didn't know about us, Maybe they didn't want to work with us. Maybe they, they there could be a thousand reasons for it. I don't really, I don't know. That's, that's it. But, but you get like, but you see what I'm saying, right though? Like there's people who paid you a thousand dollars who saw this big stage and they're like, Oh my God, I want to be on that stage. We've been, yeah, we talked about that. So, so it's like, you do get though that like in, in the terms of the contract where you guys said in faith and good standing, this isn't good standing. How is that good standing? You How didn't even is, know. You didn't know that the stage was even going to be standing. How is that good standing? We still wanted to get the stage, but you didn't know. You weren't sure. How is that good faith and good standing? I that is one of the clear, times clear we asterisks. We can do things better next year. You, you're you're going to have. You're can, probably we'll do it gonna, every. Yeah, we'll do it every time have, somebody does gonna it. You're going to have to say it a lot, bro. Of, you're going to have to say it a lot. Right. And we'll say like, it, we'll apologize if we have to apologize. Yeah. But like for this specific, I mean, we covered. We we literally have covered that already. We're covering it again and again and again. And I already said sorry about that to you. So you can ask it as much as you want. I'll keep doing it. But so basically, River's Edge just fed you the false information. If they don't, which and I'm not, I'm not saying y'all lying, but I don't have any, I don't, I haven't we seen anything. It, we flashed the we've text flashed on the screen. It, yeah, I can show you it. here from my phone. I can. Yeah, show let you me too. let me see that. I'll and I'm not sure. like yeah, for the. Weird. Yeah, no. We, if they said that, if they said that, then yeah, that's bull. They got we got scammed. That's, we'll take that to the gym. Oh, yeah, apparently, yeah, yeah. I guess they just said they the stage was never booked for that event. Is what yep. they were saying. They so right okay so they said that never at least led that hand of being like yo can we use the stage and how much would it cost so if river's edge never had that communication with allied that's so fucked you, up you didn't and communicate if they, with allied you only communicated with river's, river's edge. edge river's edge said we, you could use the stage as part of the, the grounds and then eventually they were like yo it's gonna cost 7k to lift it actually so we don't got the 7k so you're not using the stage is what is is is, is basically what you did with them right right so we went we took the stage the based time. on the whole like okay they said they have the stage yeah, the we whole see time it, we got it. it's not even and, river's edge's stage and with allied right allied. i find out this is why i'd like to i don't know if, if tony or joy talked with allied i didn't personally talk with them at all so if they said something as far as hey this is our stage to them i couldn't speak on yeah. that. but yeah because yeah. that's what basically what one of their employees was saying is that no no soda soda sound representative uh, or anybody hit them up about Soda Sound. So, like, the mm-hmm. stage was never actually at one point ever booked to potentially be used and, and then found out, oh, actually, it's going to cost another 7K. You know what I mean? So, okay. Like, so the stage allied. was never once, like, oh, the stage is is booked for the Soda Sound date. Like, that was never solidified, and then like, it, that was just never solidified, basically. That al- so, okay. the stage so was never. Stage is allied. It's not River's Edge. Right, okay. Yeah. So, like I said, if because we were moving this whole thing under the impression that, and this is for you too, Kelvino, right? Like, we're moving under the impression that they have this stage and that it's there. Yeah. I mean, 
again, I'm not a professional with raising like sound and lights. Yeah. I see a stage at a private event or a private venue. Yeah. I'm like, all right, and this guess, is there. Yeah, so I'm curious, like when you rented Rivers Edge from them, it was one, it, it was it was free, right? The venue. Yeah, we didn't rent that at all. They yeah, reached they, out to they us and out, said they, they had the day. Use it. Right. Did you do any type of contract with them at all to use the space? And in, in that contract, did it say anything about using the main stage? That's so because like if if they did do that, then then you really aren't even the ones to blame for that specific scenario. Then River's Edge was overpromising something that they never mm-hmm. actually had control over. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. That's so where that's where the confusion is here. Is like because yeah. from our end when we heard you got they never booked the stage, we're thinking, oh, you guys are gonna say we're gonna use the stage, and then come showtime, oh, actually we can't lift it because it's seven k. But whole time you guys never booked you the never stage. Never had any. It intention. never was once booked, and yeah. that was an overpromised yeah. thing. So that's one thing I definitely want to hop on there and say like this is something that should have obviously had an ironed out written contract with yeah. Rivers Edge like obviously and that's you know it's obvious but we didn't do it so yeah. I can't even I shouldn't say that we were running around doing so many things building the actual festival that we just didn't get that drawn up where we can say hey we've got this stage with these specs we need it for this amount of time we didn't do that so yeah we'll take that to the chin sure absolutely okay. so another thing to take to the chin so you literally made people pay for a concert that you did not have like a true relationship, a contract agreement with the people that you're throwing the venue on. So the consultant I mentioned earlier in the interview, the guy who was kind of the bridge between Rivers Edge and then our camp. Yeah. He has contracts or had contracts with them over the years and such. They worked together. And this is just somebody like, you know, you have a really good friend and you're like, okay, this is someone who's, they showed their word. They've showed like, it's kind of like, all right, took him at his word for it. And he didn't scam us. It wasn't his fault. But he had these contracts with these guys before, and that's it. That's why that's why it went the way it did. Yeah, like I, I, I just like I'm Brandon. I'm just really hoping that you can like see and understand where people would look at this as a cash grab. Like you guys, yeah, I can you see how guys it looks didn't like a you cash guys grab, didn't have but it's not you, a but cash you, grab. But you promised things that you couldn't fulfill, and you took people's money for it. Why? What? Like, and you're you're gonna say I can take that to the chin, and we take that to the chin, and we do all this, but it's like you knew these things. We're telling you all the shoulda, woulda, couldas. These are multiple things that have just gone completely I'm just south. Not understanding what? I mean, I I get I get the I get the emotion behind it, but I don't really know what all I can say if I'm already like, all right, like I get it. It wasn't ran as good as it could have ran, right. but. That's why we're doing it again, and we're gonna keep doing. So, it. how would you how how can you tell artists that this isn't a cash grab? How can we tell them it's not a cash grab? How how can you tell them that that well, last event was not a cash grab? What the money was for, which we did, we told them it was gonna be allocated towards building up the festival. Then I think that's honest and transparent. Now, I'll admit, if we didn't have the big stage that we promised, like yeah, that's not great. But it's not a cash grab. We told them what we we're using the money for. But it's not just the big stage. It's the headliner. It's the accommodations. It's multiple things. But you still took people's money, even though you couldn't give back what you promised. And we also what, discussed that we should and will move forward with being transparent about it. I mean, yeah, mistakes were made. That's literally why I'm sitting here. I mean, I feel you. But yeah. I'm. But that's. I guess what I'm saying is you're answering everything but the question that I'm asking. 
about the cash grab? Yes. I just said that it was not a cash grab. I told them that we need. But why wouldn't it be a cash grab? Because Do you know what the definition of cash grab is? What is the definition of a cash so grab? So the definition of cash grab is to acquire money immorally. Immorally, right? Yes. That's the key word, though. There wasn't right. any ill intent. But there listen, wasn't anything. Listen, Brandon. There listen, Brandon. Trying to day take one. Day one of Soundset. That would be immoral. Day one of Soundset. Your soda. 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 <laughs> My bad, Rhymes Harris. I don't mean to shout that out. Day one of Soda Sound, you knew that stage wasn't going up. Why didn't people receive their money back? They didn't buy the slots for the big stage solely. What, they do you, did, what did they buy the slots for? In your documentary, there was a young man y'all interviewed who said, I wanted to come for the opportunity to network. So that's just one thing that somebody might have come out to do, meet new artists, meet new people. If he just said, I came out here to play on the big stage, maybe you'd have an argument. But even then, that wasn't the only reason why. And the moral thing is what, like, I get, again, like, I get that it wasn't a perfect festival. I would get that it wasn't even a successful festival, but I don't hear the the moral. We can't sit here and lie about morals. You can say whatever you want about... Someone saying that they're there to come and see our artists. You can say that, but I'm telling you, Brandon, if you know that a stage isn't going to go up because you promised some artists that there was going to be this big stage they were going to perform on, even if that's not the only basis, you also you also promise 500 to a thousand people for these artists. So, right, but you still seen that. It wasn't 500 tickets sold, though. Like, I know you saw that. Like, so we've so got, it's we like, had 273 at 2 p.m., which means we were on pace to hit 500. It was probably that's 2 p.m. That's before, 500. Yeah, that's like, before. At the time of purchase of the $1,000. Yeah. So if we had said, hey, we've sold 500 pre-sales, would we be having a different conversation right now? Like, would that be the thing that, like, makes it less? It I'm just, just something it's the immoral thing. Like, no, 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 no. No, because there's the also thing. the stage thing. There's also the artist meeting other people thing. There's more than that. That's the whole point. But the so networking I'm saying, happened. It was there. People where? Obi didn't network with Trace and Green. That's who he told us in his video he wanted to network with. Yeah, there were Why other did, people there. There were videographers there. There were photographers there. That's not, but that's not the point, though. You're missing the point. You said what it was am- immoral, and you're saying that we're trying to promise something we didn't have, which outside of the stage, we just talked about how it wasn't just the big stage that people were buying. I'm just, the moral thing, I feel like you're not. That's what I'm trying to connect with you. I don't get the immoral thing. And I'm telling you that morals is knowing when something is right and wrong. Knowing that that stage three weeks before the event is not going to go up means that you knew people were coming to pay y'all $100, $500 to perform on that stage. And you knew that that stage wasn't going to go up even till the second that that first person stood on that secondary big stage whatever the hell y'all had connected to it you knew that they weren't ever going to raise that thing so you need to understand that morally you should have told someone and gave their money back because you should have been like yo bro we ain't sell the tickets we ain't getting the stage we ain't doing all this we ain't getting all the people that you promised and most likely they're they're we're not going to have all the same people on stage or there's going to be sound permits or there's going to be all this other stuff. You're going to get yeah. cut off at 11 PM. You that we got, said we bro. would have that we didn't have. That's why I'm here to clear exactly. it up. Exactly. So, so what, next and, year and, when we do this again, it'll be we're not worried about next you year. You guys aren't. We're not, but that's no. why I'm here. Cause I'm but, worried about, and next I get year. that, but there won't it's be the, a next it's year. The immoral, there won't be it's a moral. And that's what I'm telling you. There won't be a next year. If you can't admit, 
right from wrong. Morality is right from wrong. Was yeah. that right to still throw an event and throw those people on that mini secondary stage when you knew that they wanted to be on that big one? I feel was like that right? You had a point to make about the immoral part. You were about to say something just now. It's more of like if you can't basically if, if you think that deflection that if, if you're you know if the if the if the item sold basically is where you this was public knowledge you posted the pictures of the big stage this right. is the home of soda sound right artists are seeing this they're buying it because of what you are promoting it's right. on your public page this is public knowledge people can see oh i, I want to perform on that stage that whether or not it was in the exact contracted agreement or email that said and included in your payment you will be performing on a big stage this is what was sold to the artist in a mm. sense right they this is their perception of what i'm getting mm -hmm. myself into and um that i guess basically it, that not happening and being told maybe the 500,000, let's say you did, you know, 270 tickets, uh, just a few things like added up of like, I, I was told this didn't get that. I told them that didn't get that. And just like the idea of like, if, if you don't like the, think that they at least would deserve, let's just say half of their money back. Like, Hey, you paid for it. You, you paid, we are providing a lot, but I understand like we didn't get to give you everything you want. Here's at least like half the money back. Cause like there's half the people I told you there and we have half, half of a cool stage. For sure. You. you know what I mean? Like that would be a morally correct deal in my eyes. Like, uh, we can't, you know, we weren't able to do everything we promised. It's like if you go and cut someone's yard and your and your mower runs out of gas halfway through and you can only cut half the yard, you're not going to charge the whole yard, or you maybe not charge. You know what I mean? Oh, just like, like that in a sense okay. like that. So that okay, just like that, that makes sense. sense because like so now you're hearing him though. Like so how are you now hearing him? I'm just, so confused. Can I just? No, I'm going to continue. Make my point? No, no, because you couldn't. You couldn't figure out the morals, and, not, okay. and now you're figuring it out because I, he just explained again, it to you. Just, That's true. I just said. That if we didn't have it ironed out in the contract, then that one would be on us. 100%. Definitely. I think that that is where the problem lies. And it's not really about us trying to take advantage of artists saying we've got this thing and then pulling the rug out. Like, that's that's where the hang-up is. Because how can that's an artist for Soda Sound 2 or Soda Sound 2023, whatever, yeah. how can, if you're telling them, oh, we're going to have a big stage, oh, we're going to have a big artist, if you can't, like, if you can't admit that that was all more, like, basically accepting their money and not giving them a refund or whatever it may be to make it right, uh, if they accept whatever's making it right. We wanted uh, to make it right. Yeah, but... So basically, can they can can artists expect if they're going into next year's Soda Sound if that's what you're worried about? If if you can't admit that like that was morally wrong to continue the event, I even talked to Tony a couple of days before the event, and I was he said when when like when news broke if we're not getting this, not getting that, no stage, uh, the weather's supposed to be bad, and I even talked to him. I was like, do you ever have a thought about canceling it or postponing it? And he's like, yeah, but we already got so much stuff locked in. Like, we're just going to go with it. So he knew it would mm. like, you know what I mean? Like there's a point right there where it's like, okay. all this stuff is locked in. People have paid. Yeah, we want the money's that. locked in. I know it's not going to be as good as we promised, but we're going to go with it. Yep. Like that's mm. that, that's not morally what those people wanted. Regardless, if it didn't say in the contract, I'm performing on a big stage, that's X amount of feet high or whatever it may be. Mm. Like that's the moral part of it of like, this was, this went through knowing it wasn't going to be as promised. And apparently just wasn't, or, uh, you know, communicated as well with every artist to where they were like, maybe had the last minute decision to be like, hey, we don't have a big stage. We're not going to have a big artist. We've only sold 200 tickets, you know, like just to update you, like, are you sure, like, do you still want to do this in a sense? Or like, hey, like, gotcha. you know, like, like yeah. that would be something to like, let someone know, like if I'm purchasing something and it's supposed to come with X, Y, and Z, but it only comes with X, uh -huh. I would assume that I should not have to pay full price. So with that, I remember, man, probably, two conversations that me, Tony, John, Jory had, and we're like, okay, we've got all these things that we might not even have. This was days before the event. Like, we might not end up having the big stage. You may not end up having this or that or whatever. We had this conversation. We're like, yo, 
should we not do this? And took a vote on it, and the vote ended up was like, we're going to die by the sword. We're going to put this on here, and then we're going to see what we can work on for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was never a talk of happened. like, hey, all these people paid a lot of money. We're not going to be able to promise them what they paid for, and except not in, a, in maybe a contracted terms, but in a mm. sense of like communicating. I feel like, like hearing die yeah. by you know the mean? sword, like, you already know exactly what they were so doing. That's now. where the cash grab yeah. thing. When comes when in. when they sure. said die by the sword, so they said we're going to take this money and we're going to continue. Um, There's no the other way around for, that. Hang on. Like as far as the artists <laughs> who pay for their slots, people who bought tickets to the event and didn't get the experience they wanted, we actually want to make sure all those cats get in free next year. All the people who pay for slots can get the same slots that they had before. And we want to just the people who are willing to hear us out. We want to make it right with them. If we can't, if like people heard this and said, "Oh, Soda sounds a bunch of scammers," this and that, it's like we can't convince you. We can apologize. Like we fucked up on that part of it. Sure, we had a lot of things we promised that we didn't have, but we can make it right, and we're gonna try to do it for the cats who will hear us out. We'll do it, and if not, that's we can't do anything about that. That's okay. But we, you know, we're gonna make it better next year. We're gonna. Specifically with the artists who paid and people who paid for the event, we want to make it right for them. So they'll get in for free. We'll put them on our showcases that we're going to be throwing. And, yeah, that's what we're going to do. But so so now you understand, though, that how the event wasn't in good moral standing. Uh, No, I do not. So everything Eric said, that, you just nodded and you said yes, but you, you said didn't understand. You moral? I don't understand the that's moral. That's just like, explained to I you. get... He just I get morally I get, accepting the money, knowing that you're not going to be able to provide what you what you told somebody, and not reaching out and saying, "Hey, I'm not going to be able to give you what we promised originally." That was never communicated with the people that purchased the product, in a sense. Right. And you just agreed so, with that, and I would say that's not very moral. So we can't. So we can't do that for the same artists who we had pay for slots. Us taking the time, to, not even the time, us taking what we needed to do. Us putting them on these slots that they pay for, mm-hmm. for the stage, for the experience they pay for, for us trying to give them what they had paid for this year, even if it's next year, like, does that still fall under immoral? I don't, yeah, that's why I don't understand. I just say, I feel like, you thought that, which it, one is, to, you thought to think the right, so you thought to make this morally correct, I'm going to promise somebody something next year that they paid for this year. That's the solution. That's the, your solution for being immoral. The solution right? is doing the right thing. If you make a mistake, you clean it up. That's what the moral thing right. would be to do. Right. So, so you're getting that right, you and clean, you died by the sword, and you died by the sword, and now Instead you're trying to clean up, up your dying. death. That's what I'm saying. Instead of cleaning <laughs> up before dying by the sword, you decided to clean up after after we had to drop a document after your whole first. funeral. Uh, you know what I mean, like. But, I mean, forget what I just said the doc- after the documentary thing besides making this public uh, statements now but after you said we're going to die by the sword we're aware these things aren't going to happen instead of cleaning up the mess right there you let the event go on and now clean up the mess after you know what I mean instead so, of like yeah, instead I understand. Of, so the dying by the yeah. sword thing was more about just doing the event seeing it through to the yeah. end and so, that's what we're like, saying was you knew what was morally through, incorrect like seeing it through you knew that end, was morally you knew incorrect. it wasn't going to be what it was and like uh, I'm not even trying to say you. Like Soda Sound knew it wasn't going to be what it was, and it it just wasn't. I don't I don't know. Like you knew the product wasn't what wasn't as advertised. They were still paying full price. It just that's where the that's where the immoral moral yeah immoral, that's where the immoralness comes immoralness from. Comes that's from. what we're and saying. That's, that's the whole you, argument. Yeah, just on that you point knew right what there. it was. You said you're gonna die by the sword. You died by the sword. So now so that take it it's on the chin now and take it on the chin since you're already down. You might as well take it on the chin and just say 
yeah, that was wrong to do. So our thing to try to make it the right thing morally was to get all these people next year to come back and promise them all this stuff. So like if we're talking about what's wrong here, right? If we're talking about, okay, you guys did this thing. You promised something that you didn't have, right? We're talking every aspect. I'll take it to the, mm, not every aspect. I mean, we've talked about a couple of things that just weren't. Like it's not every aspect. Right. You're talking about the thirty-five thousand dollar budget. Why don't we use it to get to the stage? We've checked a lot of boxes off. What I'm saying is, we weren't doing this as a cash grab to get artists money and take advantage of them. And if we took any money and they didn't get the experience that we sold them, then that's sure we'll take that to the chin and say we fucked up on it. But it wasn't to take advantage. And I think that's what I'm kind of getting hung up on. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's this that narrative that got spun. Well, hang on. What the the narrative is getting spun is that we're trying to take advantage. And we weren't. We just made some mistakes. Sir, that's it. There's it's, a difference. It's not about what you were trying to do. It it's should what be, though. happened. It should be. It should be. Yeah. Because that would make more sense. Because we've been saying. Now you're just painting a narrative that we're trying to take advantage we're of artists. Not, we're, we're not. We're not painting the narrative. That. We're we not did. painting the narrative. We're talking about what happened. We're talking about what happened. And from what happened, it seems like you guys tried to take advantage. Seems. So so that's that why, I'm, that's giving why I'm, yeah. I'm giving you this opportunity. I'm giving you this opportunity. Exactly. I've given you this opportunity to clear it up here. Like you need to understand that because like you're not clearing it up by not saying that this was immorally wrong. And it's okay. You took it on the chin. We understand that. But don't dance around the do subject. You? I don't know. I do, but I don't like the fact that you're dancing around trying to be like, but like to say it was a cash grab to do all this. No, because it bro, it doesn't matter if you tried to or tried not to. As soon as you immorally knew that you fucked up, it was a cash grab. It doesn't matter if you thought it was or it wasn't. That term became automatically attached to you because immorally you knew you shouldn't have even started that event. And that's the thing. Uh, you took those people's money. You shouldn't have started show. the event, it and you should have gave it back rules. to them. Okay, so yeah. now so you're admitting you call it's it, your show. Call you died it by the sword. You, you took their it. money, and that's okay. That's fine. That's not okay. To that's take fine. Money and exactly, not man. So why are you now. agreeing with We're us? We're trying to make sure <laughs> that next year everybody who had that bad experience so is to, to make up to make up for the moral mistake they promised free entry and performance for the people that perform that paid to perform this year. That's that's, that's the answer. The, that, that's that was, our that answer. Was, that was the. That that's was it. what made the, basically, and, and, and the artist, every artist that paid agreed to that, to come back next year. Yeah, every artist who wanted to pay for that and wanted to come back and perform next year, if they would even work with us again, wanted to do it again. So then, what if, if they didn't? What if they did? What if they didn't what agree? If they didn't want to come perform and they want to come rock with us anymore, that that's their prerogative. And to be real with you, if I was in a lot of those shoes, yeah, I probably would understand that completely. But if they don't want to do it, <laughs> but, yeah. I can't. So oh, he's acknowledging that he knew that. We open the lines of dialogue, right? We open the lines of dialogue. We say, yo, we had a bad experience. We know that a lot of y'all didn't get what you thought you were going to get. We're sorry for it. We want to talk to y'all. We put out Facebook statuses. Mm-hmm. We put out sport story posts, etc. Yeah. Nobody reached out. No one said anything. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's okay, but it does. I mean, to say that we're out here just trying to get over and not yeah, do anything to yeah. fix it is false but performing and next year that's the performing yeah. next year was the only many, thing you guys so could many, offer so every artist that paid they you offered that to them and they agreed to it and they were okay with that as being the 
the some of them didn't even reach back, you know. Some of them had that experience, and they said, "Oh, I don't want to do this again next year." And that's yeah. fair. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, we definitely. Yeah, not every, yeah, there's definitely not every artist is out here fighting to like get their money back. But like, I'm just mainly thinking about the the people that had to spend just a lot of money. But but if that yeah, if that's like I guess like your answer to that's how we try to make amends with the artist, then I guess we could roll with that, or else we're probably going to keep dancing circles around this topic. Yeah. Would it just be all right? Can I just? I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. I just, can I? I just want to say this, just to all the artists who've seen the documentary and who feel like they had experience that they didn't get what they paid for. I want you to just like reach out to us, reach out to me, Brandon Povis, Brandon D. Povis, everywhere, if I can say that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Sound as well. Reach out to us. We will take care of you. Whatever you want to do, we'll like see if we can get a middle ground going. We see if we can take care of you, get you on the stage, get you on the showcase, talk about something. I mean, we got to have a dialogue because the end of the biggest thing, because y'all were right like with a lot of the things in your documentary. I just don't want it out there that we don't care about artists that's not the case so we want to bridge that put that you know the hand out there to anybody who might want to come work with us or if they don't whatever we just want to make it right so that's that's all i'm saying yeah that's it that's there you go so why do you think that we were we were there to perform at your festival to network to see about a festival that we haven't had out here in a while maybe you were interested uh i don't know i that's a i don't know why you wanted to be part of it i don't know no, I guess the interest, like, uh, what sparked the interest to, like, have us be, like, a partner in the... Like, oh, from our end. Yeah, like... Okay, what, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, what was, so, like, hey, we should get Waterwave on here because... Okay, so Waterwave, like, you guys are doing something that... Well, I won't say, like, because we have, you know, we've got the... What was it with the, the fucking bearded guy? The podcast Jake's live on? Yeah. Um, before that, they had their... They had Wiseman. a podcast. Yeah, the Wiseman show. Um, you guys are... You know, they're doing something that not a lot of cats out here are doing anymore. I know Jake still does podcast work, but the point is, like, y'all are pretty much the guys who are doing it out here. So we wanted to reach out and see if we can bring y'all a part of this thing that we're trying to do for the locals. So that's why. Mm-hmm. And so we were we were actually on board. It's good to hear that, I guess. But we were actually on board of your event, obviously, yes, because of a lot of the things that you guys promised. Um, we were on board because of free campsites that we were promised. Mm-hmm. Something about a cabin, free a cabins. Cabin. We were there for Waka Flocka all things that didn't happen Mm -hmm. so uh, that's i want to clear that up with you because you think that we were there because we wanted to network do all this other stuff no we didn't want to drive an hour that wasn't the only reason why we came out there. i didn't say that though i didn't say it was the only reason that's what i just just yeah and i'm just letting you know that's not what we were out there for i'm just letting you know because i were out because i don't want people all the artists to think that we didn't give a fuck about networking with them that's why it's not the only reason because i did that is not the only reason no that is not the only reason but yes we were on the premise that we were going to be staying there for free doing all these other things that's why because we're being also told like yo y'all got a lot of artists involved with this event like can you guys explain say that whatever so i'm just putting that on record i'm not gonna lie to you um if i was the one personally who was like hey i want waterwave to be part of this thing and i want to take care of them so i want to say boom 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 that's the part that I would have had in writing because, like, and Jake's, like, my guy. Like, I, I rock with Jake Toe. So, like, hearing him talk about how he was promised, promised the RV spots and didn't get them, he was kind of there for that reason. Like, that, like, kind of messed me up. Like, that's, it wasn't, it just wasn't, it wasn't right. And I wouldn't have done that, like, if I didn't have it in, like, the ink dried. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't promise something that I wasn't able to provide because that would be, you know, that's not how I move. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so yeah, and that was just, like, one 
uh, I guess just like one thing like well the cabin like, the RV yeah right like, the, yeah and that just sucked because like Jake like vouched for you in a sense like how he said like he didn't want to talk bad about you in the documentary sure. because he he knows you do good business and you just happen to be involved with this and it just happened to go south sure but uh, so like are like all right it seems like a credible thing because Jake knows about you he he said he got off the phone with Tony and whatnot and that was kind of his first interaction with him beside uh, but he knew about you so it was like it just seemed like a very credible thing it didn't seem like too much to ask for knowing like you know from now knowing we know more than i did now but knowing like a 35k budget blah 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 but now i know it was allocated just for an artist whatever just like knowing it going down it was like oh like a cabin that's already built there that's probably no one's gonna stay in seemed pretty reasonable to be able to have someone stay in and parking the camper in a spot that's probably going to be open anyways with no one there seems pretty reasonable so it's not right. like with the jake cosign yeah so it's like it like i could see how every everything looking back is like you always want something in paper obviously looking back but sure it just didn't seem like too, like a crazy amount of stuff mm. to ask you know what i mean no, I get that. I mean, the cabins were there. The RV spots, that was another of, I'm not going to go down that route, but that was one of the many things that they pulled out, pulled away from us day of the event. Yeah. Um, it's like, I find it, like, I see why you would rock with this event if Jake was like, oh, this is dope, or Brandon's cool, like, I'm, he's a good dude, he'll take care of y'all. So I get why you would trust Jake's word on that 100%. So I feel like if I could see why you would go with Jake's word of saying, I would take care of y'all, do this, this, and that. I feel like you know you could probably empathize with okay we were told a certain thing through a coastline of ours that we really trusted in yeah. and it just didn't happen. Now I'm not trying to say it's Jake's fault. That's obviously not even close to remotely true, but it's just like the coastlines got us in this mess and I don't know. I'm just trying to make it right. That's so why I'm so today. River's Edge was the one that actually made the decision like hey we can't cuz I believe, I believe Tony called me and it was like the day or two before the show and he said that we can't do the campsite or mm. you know whatever and he a few told days. Jake it was due it was to low ticket sales. I heard sales. from Jake first, yeah, and it yeah. was told because it was due to low ticket sales that they couldn't afford to allocate anymore. That was the reason why we gave because they didn't sell enough tickets. They couldn't afford to give us a campground site and a cabin site. So I would, I was curious, was that the plan? Is like, hey, we're gonna sell enough tickets so we can pay out of pocket for these spots, or was that just like we we can get it for free and then it just didn't happen? Like that's where because that we were told that it didn't happen because of the low ticket sales. Mm -hmm. So we were told. Man, I think at the time we must have been a month in a promo. We were were actually back then at like 22 sales, right? Back then they told us you can have these amount of cabins, you can have this amount of RV spaces, you can have this amount of people in the green room, and like they they told us this sweet ass pot that sounded real good. Again, we didn't get it in the contract. That's on us, fine. But that's that's it. That's why. Almost sounds like you guys might need to do a surviving. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> surviving river's edge, river's edge literally because it just seems like, you know with them promising they, a stage they don't have them <laughs> promising camp sites that they can't promise cabins they can't promise that's i mean because like i like cause oh these my are the answers god that, you know what i mean like <laughs> no that's facts that's facts because our perception <laughs> if our perception you guys are promising these things to us yeah the whole and time you're these promising something that's getting you. promised to you but like, let me let me go on record to say oh, even though river's edge man. did pull a lot of carpet from under our feet that's not their fault why artists and media got screwed over. That's on us because we didn't have that in writing. I'm not going to say like that's cool and that's legit business, but end of the day, we'll definitely take that. Like but, They dogged us, and we told y'all something they told us, but end of the day, we didn't get that in writing, so, so we'll take that. So you're admitting that's not cool and it's not legit business? At River's Edge? Yes, the work that you did with River's Edge. <sighs> The work with River's Edge, so that was a very terrible experience. I will 
for full confidence to say that. And I'm, oh my God, I know we've been running for a long time, so I won't get into it, but these people were, um, I don't know, sometimes it kind of felt like they almost didn't want our festival to succeed with the way that they were pulling strings, coming with last minute changes and adjustments, and you know, it was our name on the emails, not theirs, so it looks a lot worse on our end, not their end, so, you know. <laughs> River's Edge. Shout out y'all, man. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm glad that at least you were able to to Cause, be cause, upfront yeah, cause, about that. Like, there's because definitely really some that's, things that, that are out was of the your guys' control. Yeah. So, that was the overarching thing. And I mean, the thing is, is like, it, it's it's not really about like, Yo, everyone wants to blame y'all, but it's like, yo, people want to know exactly how this happened. Where did it happen? Where did things start yeah, going wrong? That's and why it we're seems here. like things yeah. went things started going wrong when you guys just weren't clearing things up with River's Edge and you guys weren't putting things in writing with River's Edge, regardless of ticket sales, yeah, regardless of how well the show was multiple going. Multiple times that we yeah. should have had so, it in writing. So we're just, we're, we're not in disagreement about yep, that at yep, all. Yep, yep, yep. No, we're just overviewing here. So we're just saying that it's, it's, it's good to know that Soda Sound, River's Edge didn't really have their shit together. That was kind of it, but they still took money from artists, still had them sign up, still had them jump on a stage and do all this well, other that stuff. That wasn't the point I was but, trying to make. But that's what but. you're saying. You're saying that it wasn't good business and y'all didn't do that correctly. So I'm just, I I'm need to put that out in the that air getting it for in our writing audience. was not a good play at all. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. So yeah, that's it. Were good but anyway, about it. so how come you guys didn't terrible. spell names correctly on the flyer? What was going on with that? Two different artists had reached out to us telling us that they had dropped out because you guys didn't spell their names correctly. Who's proofreading who this up and who was making um, that? I wasn't in charge of making the flyers at all. Wasn't in charge of booking the artists at all. Any of the mistakes or misspells, I don't know how that went through or how that got pushed out the way it did, but yeah, that wasn't cool either. So I get it, but I don't know why that went down the way it did. No idea. Do you know who was in charge of of art? Who was whose job was art? Posting <laughs> all job? that. Yeah, whose, whose job? Because it's not art. your job. You keep saying uh, it's not graphic, my job. I, that who? wasn't my who? job, but I don't know. Righteous who. MC, let us know. Shout out to Righteous MC. Who, uh, I got the freaking <laughs> foams on. Yes, sir. Got the foams on. I was running in the freaking rain. Yes, sir. So he got the foams shout on. out Righteous MC because he literally spent 10 minutes on his story talking about us. And he said that y'all even tried to hire him for art. So, yeah, Tony and Righteous MC are super cool. Uh, Tony and Regency are super tight. As far as who hired for art, it was either Joan or Jory or Tony. I'm not sure which of the two, but one of them did art. So um, Righteous was one of your guys' artists, though, at the at, at some point, right? On the bill? Yeah, he yeah. was one of the artists who was designing the bill. I think he was graphic just tapped. Art, that's what he said. He said I he think was a graphic he was, artist. I know he was tapped to do some art. I don't know if he did it or not. I don't know who did the flyer. I have no idea. Okay. Couldn't tell you. He said he was a bit intimidated when he saw were how you, many names were there were. Were you a fan of the flyer? Did you like how it looked? Uh, I'm not a fan of any flyer that has over 20 people on it. I mean, like I mean, like <sighs> the, the border and like the logo. Because that was something that I, I was definitely a hot topic online was just how it, it just didn't look very good. I don't know. I'm not I'm uh, not a very cuz it has like, I mean you being an owner of a whole festival, you'd think you might know who's making your festival flyer and and approving the design before it goes out. You well, know? there's a few different like, you know, aspects and departments to any business, yeah. right? It just so happens that I didn't know how that art part went down. Yeah. I get it as but an I mean, owner. Like, I guess like, maybe yeah. not you, but I just meant like as an owner, one of the oh, four owners. Oh, got you. Like so, maybe not you directly, but like someone along the line had to at least be like, yeah, or whoever hits post on the Instagram page, unless that's 
you know what I mean? Like someone had to have, someone has to someone be like, saw yeah, this, that and like this looks good. One, it lo- does it look good? And two, is it everything spelled right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like if someone they, has to approve that. If they know? looked at that flyer and saw it and were like, okay, well, this looks good. Green light, boom, which is what happened because there were misspelled names on there. They shouldn't have done it. Wow. That's facts. That is that is just the beautiful. Truth. We don't even know our own team. We're taking y'all money and we don't well, even know on, our own squad. Because you Sir, got people doing that different things. That is fair. There's, there's a reason people. why listen, I'm listen. here doing the interview. Yes, yes. Tony John yes. isn't here. And Everybody does why. different things exactly. for different purposes. And I feel like they're why honestly is that hard to understand? because we we <laughs> okay. run a business that we ran for six years together. Uh-huh. We're four of us. We know everybody who's involved in this business. Right. You're starting a business with four people for four months. You should know everything that's going on, Brandon. If you want to be a business person, yeah, if mean, you want to be a businessman, you need to grow up. You need to grow up and understand how to run a business. And I feel like you got your mind made up. So Nobody has their mind made up. You're just not saying anything you do that's credible. got your mind no, made up. No, you're not saying anything I told that's you, credible I literally here. just told you. That I don't know how the art, how the flyer got crafted. Exactly. And that and, and so so did so what I just say. You Brandon, one of the owners of Soda Sound, does not know his own employees you ever who go created art. To a restaurant. Does that not and work? Talk to somebody who works at the bar and then in the kitchen and then front house. How different many, managers. Yes. How many my girlfriend. Yes, my girlfriend. She works in the bar. She knows everyone it's a pretty who works. Simple in, concept. In, in, so in the like job. You sh- you know you're a smart guy. You get it. As exactly. Different things that different people do. That's why I wasn't involved in the fire process it's not about being things. involved you didn't even know well, it is because you just you said didn't, i'm just asking you didn't you know, if who, you know who which i didn't know i wasn't involved in that process so that's and, so, and that's it that's it I don't so know. brandon yeah. you as an owner of a business were not involved in your business to the fact of in that where, portion of it I yes was not, yeah. okay so I, I, that's say, it. I mean that's it so you don't even know who made the soda sound logo uh the logo yeah so that one Tony outsourced. That was one of his friends. I don't know who the so artist is. So I'm guessing it should is. be the same person because it was the logo and the flyer. The logo I don't. The flyer I don't think the logo. As like a theme. I don't right? think the logo and the flyer was done I by the same person though. A theme, but I assumed it was probably the same person. I don't think for that specifically. I don't think that the soda sound guy, like those yeah. little soda man, was the same as who made that flyer. But, but I guess the point of that uh, about the misspelling was some people dropped out because they didn't feel appreciated. That sure. Was, that was like the whole point, I guess, of bringing up that yeah, topic. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like, we'll we'll take every every apology we got to have for it. We'll do it. If yeah. people right. feel like they weren't thinking, we're I get going, it. Yeah, Definitely. We're just right. going through the time. Yeah. Because stamps at. Stamps of the stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. honestly, like, that's just, that's my whole point is not even just the, the people feeling bad. We know that. We yeah. know that that's true. We know that that's real. We know that right. Sauce went through all that. But the thing to me is that as a business person, you can say that you don't even know who your art person was. You don't even know who helped work on a project. Yeah, that it's part just of, wasn't crazy. A part of my responsibilities. Okay, I didn't have and, to do and that's that. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Fine. That and is that's, okay. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. But everyone just needs to know out of the four people, like, there was only like one person who was in charge, I guess, of putting their name on there and getting their name wrong. On the you're, art? You're away from that because you're the owner who it Brandon's didn't really fault. matter to you. It didn't matter to Brandon. It's good. It's not Brandon's fault. So, anyway, we'll get on next with did you guys like. Did you guys advertise? You guys told people 500 to 1,000 people would be there, correct? Correct. Is that not a false promise? Uh, well, it rained, and we didn't have 500. So because it didn't rain, 
I mean, yeah, I so guess that would. I guess going involved, into the right. going into the um, but rain, we were still on pace. Yeah, to did, get five hundred. Yeah, did you guys? Did you guys? How long did you guys know about the rain? Did you guys not know that it was going to rain prior to the day? So the forecast said that it might rain, and the only way we could have canceled that festival and. I don't know, I guess maybe put it on at a different date would have been if we had paid a certain amount of money for this. Uh, it's like a festival rain insurance type of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we did. We checked the forecast. Said it might have rained. Then it rained five times that day. And did you guys take any steps pre before the concert to like making sure that there was ways that you guys could work around the rain? Work around the rain, like maybe you get a giant metrodome built in or something. Yeah, like that something like that. Did you what try? What we did was we got uh, we got ponchos, we got some tent covers, uh, we put the word out. Uh, I mean, I don't know what can you really do for rain. You know, I don't know. I don't we know. did talk to the sound guys and said, oh, well, just in case it does rain, because we checked the forecast, looks like it might come down. Mm-hmm. Anything y'all can do to prep us for outdoor. And they're like, well, mm, at this point, not really. So, so I don't know. I mean, yeah. was, no. was there ever a, like a time when like the show was like four hours pushed back or whatever that you guys were like, maybe we just just call it, it, just call it, or like what was because I like what was the what was the main motive of squeezing everyone on that stage before the like the sound ordinance? You know what I mean? Like like because like at some point I told I I was talking to Tony and we were told oh there's like a sound ordinance that you can't even perform at past a certain time. So I'm like. Oh well, my artist is supposed to go on past that time, so like they can't even perform anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, what like, where was like the the level of like, hey, we can't fit everyone on this. Maybe we just botch it and whatnot. But like, or like, is it we're just the dying by the sword thing? Like, we're just gonna go with it. We're gonna finish it out. Try to get is it try to get everyone on stage that paid to perform? Yeah. Like, where was the cutoff of like? Because it was okay that we didn't get to perform on the main stage. You know what I mean? Like, pay, so you was cool with it type shit. Yeah, like we didn't pay. We didn't have any like you know whatever. But like. Since Brizzy paid a thousand dollars, you had to squeeze them on there before they shut you down. If you know what I mean. Right. So like, it was okay that we weren't able to get on there in time. We were gonna have to go on the mini stage. It was okay that we had to do that. But they made sure, you know, Brizzy. Was that like a thing? Like we have to make sure everyone that paid gets their what they paid for. They get to perform so that you're. It's clear in the contract you paid to perform and you got to perform. Because if Brizzy set time, you know, didn't if he didn't get to perform because of the sound ordinance, then would. Technically, he would have got his money back in a sense if he didn't get to perform. If that's what he paid for, was like that a, a motive? Like, let's get him on stage before the sound ordinance. So even if an artist had paid for a slot, hypothetically, and I'm not talking about Brizzy specifically by any means, because he was just the last one to go. That's why I brought right, it up. Right, right, right. So we did when we knew we had to cut a lot of the slots. We wanted to make sure we can get as many people who paid for slots on stage as possible. As far as the noise ordinance thing, they told us, okay, we can go till 11, 11 ish. And we'll be switching it to like acoustic after that, so we could jam to 2 a.m., which is another reason why the roster was so big. But all that to say, uh, once we found out that we were getting cut a little earlier, we did try to get as many of the artists who paid for their opportunity on stage as possible. But so acoustic, does that mean like? So that would be just like you know just jamming out on yeah. Because what I'm wondering because we were supposed to perform past that time, and none of my artists play the guitar or don't or perform without speakers and. That was never committed. Like if we were, if we, if if I would have basically, you know, if I didn't tell Tracy and Kumo to not come because of the circumstances that there's no this and no that, no stage, because at the end of the day you're not gonna be able to get like. So they, if they would have came out there and still did it, they wouldn't have been able to perform in the way that we were supposed to. You know what I mean? Even right. If, regardless of the stage being a stage or not, like you just wouldn't have been able to play their music. 
So if they had come and they were trying to perform at the slide and we were telling them, okay, it's acoustic hour, so we can still do it or whatever. Yeah, we'll acoustic do. hour, I've never heard that until right now. Like I didn't know that you acoustic. Never heard of a, no, I mean, not, I was never like we never even were told like, like we were told that there's a sound ordinance. Oh, that part. And, and we we're gonna cut off, but like okay. it was never like, hey, like just so you know, at eleven, like because I think originally we were even supposed to go. Maybe Trace and Kim were supposed to go on at like ten thirty, maybe right before. Yeah. But as soon as that rain delay happened, obviously we're going past eleven, and it was never told once to us from, uh, you know, ten a.m. till ten thirty, I think that hey, you, there's a sound ordinance at eleven. Like, like you know what I mean? Like that. We yeah. Didn't, we didn't find out until Kelvino started getting a set ready because he was gonna do the whole time that Trace and Kim weren't gonna come out anymore, and then he found out from what Brizzy. Or yeah. someone that was like, hey, yeah. there's a sound ordinance at 11. They can't perform more. So we weren't even told that until like 1030. That, hey, you aren't going to be able to perform with the spe- with speakers. And we, that's when we were like, all right, we're not even going to do our set. That's just like, that was just that was like the, the last cherry on top of us being like, we got to get the fuck out of here. You know, no, what I, mean? I get that. Definitely. So with the ordinance such, they told us that we can go past 11. And they didn't mention necessarily not cutting the speakers at all. They just said, we'll just have to do quieter sets, which, again, all comes back down to, okay, well, if you're telling us we can perform outside and it has to be done by a certain time, another thing that should have been a writing. So, yeah, definitely see the frustration there. That makes sense. Yeah. So is it like is it like but you guys knew then that there was a sound ordinance and you guys we knew that there was an ordinance but we didn't know that they would cut like all the music at eleven they said oh all right, you guys can jam until two and we're like oh, all right bet we'll do it till two then and then when it actually came time to do it which might have had something to do with the rain delay and defense to River's Edge but once it was time to do it then they were like all right well actually we can't do that shit no more I'm so like, so the day the day of the show night of the show the night of the show they said we had to cut it off at eleven mm-hmm. like like the same day. <laughs> So we were we so were there we were there already we had everything built out we had an itinerary built up for set times and such yeah. and then once the rain hit obviously that pushed some stuff back but even then we were still like all right cool well you were we can still on go to performances two. be done by eleven is that what you're trying to say no 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 just for just for like the loud sets just till eleven so you're saying and then they can still perform with speakers but like on a quieter like level so the people that are supposed to perf- that are paying a thousand dollars to perform at these late slots would have to perform on the quiet stages. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, wow. and if if that wasn't, um, you so know, the, the I mean, people that are paying the most money have to pay on the play play and perform on the quietest stage available. If they choose to pay, if they choose to pay, was that was that a, like I guess I don't know if anyone paid for that two thousand dollar like you know midnight slot or whatever, but like if someone did, was that a was that it was that agreed or would that been agree, uh, said in the thing? Like, hey, by the way, at 11 o'clock, we have to turn your mic down by 50 percent. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. 100 percent. Was that you, in Brizzy's contract? If you sell, if you if we sold a slot and told them, are right, you going to come in here? You're going to do your thing and we're going to have you go in the quiet hour or whatever. There were still going to be speakers involved. So, I mean, I guess what would you even say in that contract? Like you're going to have to perform quiet. at a certain decibel. Well, I, I just don't. I guess, and this even comes back to almost like, is it, I guess you didn't know about the cutoff thing so bad, but like, I, I just like, I, I just usually at the end of the show where you're charging more, like you would think if you're, if you're paying more money, you're getting a better experience. You're getting a better opportunity than you would if you paid less money. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're paying a thousand dollars to perform at the end of the show, but whole time, the end of the show is where we got to cut the music quieter. I don't see that just seems kind of weird yeah, to me. Yeah, I think, I think that's, another, that's another so thing. So what I would say to that is, to be real with you, if 
everything didn't happen with the rain and we just got to go as usual and the very last set was let's say 11:30, right plan would be to just be like hey honestly sorry river's edge we're gonna go for it anyways and just do our thing and then if they didn't like us after that at that point they had already kind of made it clear that they didn't want to work with us in the future because of all the things that they pulled under the rug so that's what have been that we'd have just had to play the sound loud and been like all right we assholes and then they can't let us come back next yeah. year to Because I don't remember exactly. Do you remember exactly what the last time slot that was available for sale Ooh, on they the were email late. for Lance? They were late. They were going like 12 a.m. They yeah, were going they're yeah, seeing, like into those. One of the artists that we had a friend that was interested late, in performing, he, he reached out. They sent him the price sheet, said you got you can pay this to perform if you want to perform. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we that was the first time we seen the price sheet that was talked about and shown in the documentary. And um, I just don't remember the latest time, but like, I don't know, just the idea of like selling a uh, selling a thousand dollar plus slot time at midnight, advertising it as you're like the last, you know, one of the last guys to go on. It's going to be huge, but the whole time you're cutting them. You, it's there's a sound ordinance, and you got to be quiet during your set. Like that yeah. just seems like it's almost like the price should be skyrocket. You know, that eleven o'clock yeah. or that ten thirty slot should be the two thousand, yeah. and that twelve o'clock slot should go back down to two hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. You know what so, I mean? Like yeah. that's that's that. kind that of like morally weird as well. Kind of exactly. in that weird line of like you you're selling this twelve o'clock time that sounds amazing, but you know you have to cut the music quieter. You didn't know you had to cut it completely off, but you knew it had to be quieter. Correct? So yeah. even then, we were trying to just like I said, we were trying to run that through and play late, play loud, and just kind of be like, yo, I know y'all said eleven's the sound quiet time or whatever but we're gonna just so do it so you were ban- so we're you were trying you to sell a two thousand dollar slot banking on breaking the rules well you didn't have to buy the two thousand dollars but you were but that's, but that's what you were putting it up for sale yeah, it was for. for sale yeah right 100%. and then so if but it's sold that was what you were gonna do right what if the two thousand dollars slot sold your thing was or whatever the number was the two thousand dollars slot sold you were still gonna go past their curfew right and just play the music loud Planning on breaking the rules? Yes. Well, yeah. Like that's what you're, okay. you're banking on, like River's Edge, yeah. basically not just like pulling a plug and be like, "Fuck y'all!" Like we made this rule, like you know what I mean? Like or like so, like, like when you when we do club events, it ends at two. The lights come on, boom, two o'clock. We can't go past that. They'll pull the mics. Venues, yeah. Yeah. So it's right. like maybe you know River's Edge. Maybe there's not a representative there that's like gonna be hounding you at eleven o one. But so you like you basically you're fully okay with selling the most expensive slot at a time that they can't even perform their music loud. Well, that's not what we're okay with. But we, that's what you advertised so, and you knew that. Yeah, so with that, right. with the guys we hired for the private sound, we were like, all right, these guys are working for us. We tell them to cut the sound. It's time to cut the sound. And as far as the venue's owners go, we figured we would deal with the one that came up. So as far as selling that slot for 2000 like I get that that can be like, oh, that's fucked up. They're trying to sell this at midnight, and he might not get to do this or get to do that. It's like, well, that's specifically all with Brizzy because he was one of those cats who paid – a thousand for his slot I believe it was like he was one of those cats who wanted to make sure got to get on that stage for the next event that we do so yeah I get that I'll take that one to the chin that's fairly fair yeah I just cause like I understand charge pay to perform there's no like people can agree to pay to perform in a sense of like you know if that's the only agreement if there's not like talks of you're gonna get this get that yeah but like i guess like if you're charging you know 200 i seen it was like 200 dollars for the noon slot mm-hmm. you know what i mean you know 250 for the two o'clock whatever it may be but then like people when they see that midnight slot they're assuming the biggest best time to go on but in reality this is probably one of the worst times to go on because your music is going to be quiet people are aren't going to be able to be jamming because it's quiet and and I guess that's ma- mainly my point is you knew it was going to be like a time where it was going to be tuned down and you were charging the most for that time because so, it sounded sweet on paper sure so I would say I would say that 
going forward, I would try to figure out what the best wording to be would say, all right, if you want to perform at the last slot, here's the most you're charging. And if there's some sort of noise ordinance or something like that or something that they should be privy to, yeah, that's something that we should definitely include. So I guess 100%. what was the time frame that you knew that the music had to at least be quieter at 11? When did you know that? I'm not going to lie. That day, they like well, there was a lot of things that they pulled from under the carpet, and I don't remember which at one point in the festival they said that the noise ordinance was 11, but... But they well, we knew about that. We knew about the noise ordinance. We didn't know we weren't going to be yeah. able to jam till when two. When did you know that there was a noise ordinance at all? Like to where you at least had to turn the mic- the speakers down. Like at what time? What on the time frame of uh, organizing the show? So that would have been. Well, I tell you this: it was definitely before that list went out, hundred percent. Before so the, before the flyer you, was yeah, dropped. So if you want to make a if you want to make an argument that okay, these guys put this for sale or this whatever price for sale at this time. Yeah, like I could see why you'd have a problem with that. That makes perfect sense. That's not illogical at all. So fair so, enough. Yeah. So basically, advertising huge stage, knowing you have to turn the music down, finding out there's no stage, but still sending out emails charging two thousand for a slot with a picture of a huge stage on your Instagram. Can you see how that might again look like a little messed up? That's I'm here because yeah. that's how it looks, and there's reasons for it, which I hope would clear up any. Thing with some artists who might think that they got scammed out because that wasn't what we were trying to do. Yeah, I guess I'm like, just thankful that there wasn't bad like either way. I guess I'm yeah. just, like it's very good that like I guess someone it doesn't seem like someone purchased that two thousand dollar spot because Brizzy was the last one to go on that big stage. So mm-hmm. like that was like you got the last guy in there that paid for the the, the latest slot that was paid for. Sure. So you reached your agreement with him um, and whatnot. But I just yeah, it just seemed kind of weird that if there's a sound ordinance at eleven and you knew about it and to be selling a time slot past that time for the most amount of money yeah. just seems kind of like yeah probably should have put that out there right or it just should have been like next a, year a, you know like a 500 dollars slot and well, like, do damn, why is the midnight slot cheaper than the 11 o'clock slot oh because it's yeah. if you have to perform and you have to whisper on stage or whatever yeah i don't want to sit here and defend that one to my dad at that point <clears> i mean <throat> like that's something we can make better for yeah. next time we do it i hear you that's who, yeah i guess a side note of who, who do you know who came up with like the 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 price sheet like who who like decided how much each spot was worth yeah so that would have been jory and tony for okay. that one and yep. like do you know like what was taken into consideration be like oh this slot is worth a thousand and this slot is worth 500 this slot's worth 250 like you know like i know yeah i know some of them i just i wasn't in on that conversation when they came up with the prices but i know some of it was based on okay this is where prime time might be this is this person's first time so maybe they want to be in an earlier set and they want to pay 200 instead of a thousand for it like there were things like that but that's another one that's kind of out of my wheelhouse too because yeah. i wasn't really in yeah, on the, i'd be curious the if they would think the prime time would be when yeah. you have to make the speakers quiet that's yeah. what i would be curious if they think that's technically prime time yeah so i do know you that know. that midnight joint that they were permission the the slot like that wasn't the prime time slot i don't know when it, it was, was the most expensive one that was just the only thing like the later it got the more expensive it got which you know in hindsight like it got even to be a worse issue because of the rain, but mm-hmm. I guess that was just what I was just curious if if you knew. Who and you yeah. know, with Jory, the process behind how much everything sure, costed. Sure, and with Jory, this is the first time she had worked on a major music event. So mm-hmm. in her eyes, she's probably used to going to these things as like a fan. So she's like, oh, this is the very last slot. This must be the best one to do. Yeah. And at that point, like, yeah, I definitely would have liked to have had a convo with her and say, yo, as an artist, I can tell you. 
12 p.m. Yeah, that's probably not the one to do, but that was wasn't there, my yeah. will. And was there was there any perks for like paying to perform besides the opportunity to perform? Like like you know like if you buy like a certain package when you go to a festival, you may get like a jostering bag or a t-shirt. Like was there like hey you can you pay a thousand to perform and we'll make sure that you can get you know ten people in for free or you pay a thousand to perform and we got you on free food the whole time you're here. Like was there any other perk besides just you get to perform? So the RV was for everybody. So even that wasn't even like or the green room that wasn't even specifically like oh if you paid you get access to the green room because we had everybody had access to that as far as like a t-shirt package or free drinks or like a comp no i get that definitely i don't i don't believe that there was anything like that um in fact i'm like 90 percent sure there wasn't like a oh if you pay for this slot here's a t-shirt here's a mug here's a cup with the whoop so yeah what made you charge people and what made you not charge people uh, we didn't, ma- you know, we didn't charge anyone who didn't want a certain slot. They chose to do it, and the ones who didn't charge, or the ones who like got to perform for free, maybe there were people that Tony or Jory or I had seen live. Was like, oh, this person's like they. I've seen them around. Some like they're probably like uh, Minneapolis Jew is a great example. I've seen him perform a bunch of times. Uh, he's a guy who I know knows his way around the stage. So like, you know, we just asked him to be a part of it. You know, whoop de whoop. As far as the other artists, if anybody expressed interest. And then we would send out that slot sheet with, oh, they're charging this much for this. If they made that decision to pay for it. That's why they did it. Mm-hmm. But do you think people paid because of groups like us? No, but that's an opinion. So okay. Maybe. I, I have another question, too. Someone was going very hard trying to bash us in the comments saying that we should be held accountable for the artists that spent money yeah. and had a bad experience. One of us? No, no. No, someone us. was in the comments. And it was a... Uh, yeah, but... I should I should say them. I, I I looked him up, and the only person he was connected to was Tony. But fuck fuck his name. You don't need <laughs> but basically, he said Waterwave needs to be held accountable for their partaking in this event. Do you think we need to be held accountable for any artist that paid a dollar amount? Because some like like Obi, for example, he said he came here to meet people like us. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely not. Uh, you guys had nothing to and that's do with this. And I I didn't. Yeah, I didn't say that. Because technically our brand was on the flyer as a sponsor, you know what I mean? So yeah. like our our impression, which is the reason why you know you said you booked us is because we do good things, we have a good crowd. So it's like there's like this thing of like you know, kind of like selling the name image likeness, which we agreed to in exchange for set said things that we talked about earlier in this podcast. Um but yeah, people are saying basically because we were promoting this event that we should be held accountable for for the same things that we're saying like went wrong so that guy in the comment section was saying you guys need to be held accountable for th- maybe things that basically do you for, have the comment or not um, you don't have to, if you don't have it, no, so, big deal no ba- basically it's just because like if i if i'm saying like hey this artist paid a thousand performing he didn't get what he paid for he's like mm-hmm. oh well the reason why he paid a thousand is because you guys were making it seem like this was going to be a glorious right. event as well right and that's and and we're we're taking ownership in the fact that, that, we, that we're OB co-signing this event, and brizzy I mean? did say that they were coming to this event because because they saw some of the artists that we worked with are on the lineup. So like I'm saying that yes, there are artists that did come there because of us. Right. I'm not saying that it is our fault because we also had a whole different idea to what was going to be happening and going on. So I'm right. yeah. just to reiterate, do you think that artists paid to be on this lineup because of groups like us? It's possible, maybe. Okay. Because you just said no you the first me, time I asked. So you now asked you're me, saying it's possible. You asked the two different questions. Before you asked me, did artists, hang on, you just asked me, Yo, hey, did any of these artists, do you think that they came and bought slots because they saw Waterwave, right? 
So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's solely the reason. I mean, maybe, sure, that you guys are on there, you're on the flyer. Maybe they bought it because of that art. Maybe they bought it because their friend's gone. Maybe they bought it because, I don't know, there's a bunch of reasons that I can't really mm-hmm. speak on. That's not a fair question to me, but I don't know. Yeah, that's, I, don't, I mean, I guess, I, I guess you, I guess you don't think that we, oh, we, like he basically said we owe the people an apology that, got scammed in a sense in this event the guy said you guys we owe an apology apology do you you think that do you think no we were a prime factor in in i guess do we owe people an apology that's like like, do you think that we we were in the shoes absolutely but i do but there is some and there is some truth to people did definitely go there because they wanted to see us it was documented in our documentary that they said that uh it's said like not that ever i wouldn't say i would not put it out there that every artist that gave Uh you a dollar was there but there was a handful that Mm -hmm. some that said i know I know Waterway puts on a good show. I know Taste Supreme puts on a good show. Mm-hmm. Nico Slim, like that's documented in our documentary that people are saying that they know these people put on good shows. Uh, so it's like, uh, yeah, basically he he just said like we, pay, uh, uh, do did they pay because of people like us? Not even just us, but people like us. Literally. Like, what was their motive to pay to perform? You know I don't I mean? think you guys owe an apology for that at all no and if, if it's about yeah, that yeah. comment but that was never in question to me anyways if some guy said that in the comment the, section the muffin mang <laughs> the, shout out to, shout out the muffin mang well actually that's probably not the right thing to do on this podcast but it was spelled weird like m-a-y-g and let him know let him know reply in the comment what you think he thought i don't know i just if he said that that wasn't like an extension of i don't know something that one of us said so like, if people say that people say that i, I thought mean, it was a burner account at first yeah. i'm like whose name is DeMarco? so so but but we are clear though we didn't we water wave shouldn't have any fault though well yeah that's and, never a and question. so from shouldn't the first be. time i asked if group if people paid because of groups like us you said no the second time i asked you said probably so I just want to ask this one more Said time. Maybe. Do you think people I paid don't because think of groups like us? That people, everybody paid because no, I of didn't you say guys. everybody. I said people. That's in general. That could be one person right. or ten people. Maybe. I mean. Okay. Uh, sure. Thank you, Brandon, for re-answering I the question. That's it, maybe. man. That's yeah. it. That's all I wanted to say. Sure, man. So how What's much the next topic? Yeah, exactly. It's getting late, bro. It's a. Hey, it's getting late, but these are the questions people want to know, bro. You did this. This is your event. You guys did this, so you can't just dance around, be so upset, be so annoyed about something that you did. It's okay. I just don't it's okay. understand the... We just want clarity. You know, me too, bro. We want clarity. <laughs> what do you want clarity from, Brandon? All right, so it sounded like you were asking, do I think Waterwave was responsible for the slots being sold earlier? No, and that's no. not the case at all. No. I mean, yeah, they saw your name on there. Maybe somebody did. Maybe they didn't. I have no way. You have no way of saying who did it because but they saw Waterwave. Eric just explained to you. It's possible. Eric just explained to know. you, but did he not just explain to you why we would have reason to believe that other artists did pay to be on this lineup because of us? Did he not just say that? What are you getting at, bro? I just told you how, how like it's crazy because people are going to watch this interview and they're going to see you literally answer his questions because for some reason you can understand what Eric is saying. But when I just said, do you think that people paid to be part of your event because of groups like ours? You danced around the question. You denied me the first time. You said probably the second time. And now you're sitting here just saying probably, maybe, no. Is it everyone? No. Is it this? No. And I'm just telling you it's a yes or no question. You said no the first time. You reneged the second time. Save your real answer this time. So you're asking me if 
I think Water Wave was the reason people bought slots, right? Some people. Some, some people? people bought slots. Yes, we could say that. Maybe. Okay. There we go. There we go. I maybe. I say it's maybe. Yes or no. Maybe they the maybe. bought Maybe. He doesn't maybe. know. You don't know either. None I am telling you that I do know. Brizzy told me and Obi told me. Those are two people, people that told me. Because they saw Water Wave. Like maybe they did. Maybe they said it. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. I have no way of checking that message. Yeah. Why would, you, why would you put our logo on the flyer then? It, our, tech, our name. I don't our name. Know. Yeah. Water Wave. Why would you put that on the flyer? Did Tony give you all a free ticket to come cover it at all? Or did that not, did you guys? Free like, ticket he, to cover it? No. I'm asking if he asked you guys to be part of it and that's why you guys didn't have to pay for the slot, right? I mean, like he wanted you guys to be there because you guys, you know. You we were supposed to sponsor wave. the beer pong tournament, but then it just mm -hmm. never happened. That was like our role. We were supposed to, it was supposed to be the Waterway beer pong tournament. That was our sponsor role. Mm. And that, I don't, that just, I guess, just went up. Yeah. yeah, it just seems like there's a lot that just wasn't known, didn't know. But yeah. did you did you at least like did you guys have the vendors pay to be there? Were they paying to be there? The vendors? Yeah. Uh vendor slots were a hundred per vendor. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Damn. I didn't I see I didn't even know that. I I kind yeah, of was I think like damn it's pretty like Sometimes, most times, even like it's very typical for vendors to pay for slots to sell mm -hmm. things. Yeah, but yeah, that's how did you guys advertise it to the vendors? Did you guys say the same five hundred to a thousand? Yo, we we're said gonna have that we've got this event going on on July twenty third. We're gonna have music. We're gonna have this, this, and that. If you'd like to come and host, as long as you've got your seller's license, you can come come vend with us. No numbers of people, amount of people were involved. Uh, that one is a that one would have to be for Jory. I'm not sure if okay. she put that in the email at all. But that's do you know if she said anything about the headliners to them or being headliners potentially? I know she didn't tell vendors. <laughs> Waka Flocka was gonna be there. Okay. <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. If she yeah. Did that. Nah, she didn't. Okay. So. Um, I guess like that's that's good. It's I didn't know that they were gonna pay that much to be there. But did you guys advertise to like? What like, vendors were gonna be there? Yeah, like I didn't know who else. Like, yeah, or, well, like no, I just mean like, uh, like they're paying a hundred to vend, obviously to sell because they're gonna make money. But right. I, I guess I just didn't see much advertising of what vendors were gonna be there. You just showed up and I seen like which ones were. So I know we've posted. I know we made story posts about the vendors and yeah. such. Um, I you know had I been in charge of art as you <laughs> so eloquently put it earlier, I would have put the vendors on there. Right. But you know they weren't on the flyers. So, mm -hmm. but there were story posts. Uh, there were there were actually a lot of the uh, in the videos that I talked about earlier that didn't make the cut. Mm -hmm. They also had a lot of uh, shouts there as well. Vendor info. Yep. Okay. Um. So I guess what happened after Brizzy set? So he kind of gave us the whole rundown of the whole debacle that was his ten minute set. But like, cause. Technically, 10 minutes, that's not part of his contract. What happened when, as soon as the sound went off, did more people start performing on that other stage, or how did, like, the rest of the night So, pertain? after that happened, we moved to that, uh, the acoustic stage, we'll call it. After that, we went to the smaller stage. Uh, at that point, we sort of switched to, so we had our DJ, DJ Hobbs, hold some stuff down with the music. And I even did a little hosting and did a little bit of rapping too while the um, there was no speakers on or anything like that. But kind of did like a small little intimate mini set, if you will. And so you were technically like the last one to go then? I mean, like technically, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so it was just Brizzy, then you? 
Well, I didn't have a slot. I was just had the microphone. And I was doing some hosting. Yeah, but no one, no one like break. performed after Brizzy. No, 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 no. I don't think it's the DJ, but I don't. Why was that? Because I know there were some artists yeah. that were there that didn't perform yet. Did they just not want to because of the circumstances, or? Because of the circumstances, crowd was thinning out. It was late. It'd been a long day. People were pissed off, rightly so. A thousand different reasons. I don't know. I couldn't tell you why. But yeah, I was the last one who was on the smaller stage other than the DJ and that was just to like they cut all the sound cut everything cut all the speakers and I'm like all right uh you know we'll do we'll trying to you know make something happen and I spat like a little verse it wasn't like a set or a song or anything but that was it, it was just something to so do. after Brizzy it was just basically no speaker just mic yep mm-hmm. dang so did dang <laughs> are you um if if people plan not to work with you guys again i know you touched a little bit on it sure. and you did say that you guys are trying to give them the opportunity um if they don't want that opportunity if they just want some other type of compensation is there no other option but performing next year if they want compensation so you're asking if they want to not work with us but they do feel slighted still is there something we could, is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. there something else uh, that they can That's kind of what out? I wanted to talk to everybody about because if I can have a dialogue with, you know, on an individual basis, again, Brandon D. Pofus, come tap in with me. I'll talk to anybody. We could probably figure something out. If you don't want to work with us and you, you know, like, oh, I feel like, you know, I want this or I want that. Like, let's, we could figure something out. I just can't be on here and promise anything because, A, I got to talk to my partners about it. B, I don't know what the conversation looks like. Okay. So, I mean, it, it seems like we kind of got most of our concerns and questions upon upon um upon us here was there really anything else that you had to to say about the documentary was there anything that we else that we had not touched on that we had said wrong is like exactly apart from right now apart from like clearing the name and 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 saying what what you need to say what exactly is there else to add on? Um, honestly, after chatting with y'all, uh, y'all don't really seem like bad guys or nothing like that. Uh, I would say I, w- I couldn't say anything really wrong. I feel like we checked every box, everything I had in my notes and that I wanted to clear up, we cleared up. Um, I would say documentary, I'm thinking, all right, you would want to talk to the guys you're talking about first, but if y'all were blocked at that time obviously that wouldn't be an option and i don't think we're like connected individual so you might not have seen my post or anything but mm-hmm. i would urge that you know it's specifically with the minnesota local scene we just got to have more dialogues we don't got to agree we don't got to be like super tight or nothing like that but we just got to talk about it because we're not trying to you know shit on artists take advantage of artists if that's what happened by you know extension of us not getting our t's dotted and our eyes crossed flip those around mm-hmm. then i get it fair enough yeah and I think a, a main motive for, like, it was, I made it, I tried to make it as clear as possible in every post I made that this was never to directly bash you, Tony, Jody, whoever else, like John. Like, it was never to be like, never work with these people ever again. I thought that was pretty clear in the thing to be like, hey, we're not. Like, it was more of to spread awareness, like, hey, things like this happen. Make sure you know exactly what you're getting yourself into before you just, you know, pay a lump sum of money for something, you know? I yeah. get that. I think but for me personally, I was like, I heard like, oh, Brandon Povis. Then I heard the word scammer. And it's like, ah, like, uh, that's like, well, at that point, it does feel personal. But mm-hmm. again, after sitting down and chatting, it's like, all right, well, I more see than I did before how it wasn't like personal attacks on all of us and maybe more so how you don't agree with how our brand runs business, which is fair. I understand. But yeah. 
and I'm just curious because you said uh, you just said that there wasn't anything false, but in, in your post you said that something that some stuff we said oh, was false. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So as far as that goes, if that's what yeah, I thought we we that checked those. Question. So yeah, but, yeah. so wait. the thirty five thousand dollar budget that we had was everybody's like, oh, you guys got thirty five thousand dollars. Okay, so Why that was just for an artist. That was for just for the okay. artist. Yeah, cause I just that. wanted because because you publicly yeah. said that we said false stuff, and we would love to. Mm-hmm. We we want to make sure that if there's anything that we said false in the documentary that. It, it got. I'm sure you said it got answered today, so I just want to shed light okay. on what you thought. Forcing artists to pay to play was something that was said inside of the documentary, and we didn't force anyone to do anything. They were all consensual contracts that people signed, you know, with full consent. So that was one thing that was false that I wanted to touch on, and we definitely we covered that. And that felt like more y'all wanted to y'all needed to know how that came about before we got down to that route. So that mm-hmm. was one falsity I wanted to clear up. Yeah, I mean, you can say that yes, we did not handcuff their hands and grab them and and tell them yo and let's sign this paper say, but that but, but that perform. the thing is is right. some people thought their only option to come see water some of the water wave affiliated artists some of the other people that are around here was to yes that's what our yes. guy was pro, pro, that's uh, what we if that's, that's what they thought if that's what they thought i'm super sorry about yeah, it yeah, because we, intent, uh, we told our guy to reach out to tony to mm-hmm. perform and yep. he was hit with a direct yeah this is how much it costs to perform it wasn't like a how, let me check you out. What's your music links? It was just this is how much it costs. There was no show up so, at one p.m., two p.m., all that okay. other stuff. What there if we talk about Lil Bird saying what did he say? Like, yeah, well, you know, I said there was those twenty three tickets sold, and I know I sold thirteen or whatever. It's like even at the point that that was said, I'm like, we've had one hundred and seventy three pre sales. I mean, twenty three that's false, you know. And then y'all put it. Y'all didn't say it, but you put it out there into the world. And that's not true. With the, yeah, but with, that's with, what he with said. Quote from that Brizzy. is what Br- that's said. what Bird himself said yeah. that yeah. you guys told him. So that has, so he said it on your platform on our platform because we interviewed him because you guys took so five hundred dollars from him. So like you do see this like this this track of why people would be saying Look, maybe some things that sure. even if they weren't accurate, they weren't accurate is right. what you're saying. But I'm letting you know that people were upset because y'all grabbed their money. Yeah, you people, did that. People were upset you did that you know that but like i said i just came to do it because i wanted to reach out to all the artists and let them know we can talk about it we wanted to like take it to anything that we fucked up on as far as you know making promises that we couldn't deliver on we wanted to make sure that we put it out there that you can reach out to us you can talk to us and we're going to try to take care of you whatever way we got to do it so let's just have a chat about it if you don't want to work with us fair so those were the only things that you, you you seen that you wanted to make sure that got cleared up for that we said was false. So the the Brizzy thing or not Brizzy, uh, Bird when they so no one told them that they only sold twenty three tickets or whatever. That's that's not true. Also Someone the um, I don't know who I have no idea who we talked to. I don't know. Who, I've so you no don't know idea. if that's true or not. I know we sold more than twenty three tickets, but, but time, you don't know if that conversation. At, was who true. knows what time they had that conversation in the timeline of he maybe he paid five hundred to perform the day the flyer was dropped. And then a week later, he said, oh, we've only sold 23 tickets. And, you know, like, I don't know the time. He wouldn't even that, right? have that information, to be honest. I mean, none of us would talk with how many pre-sales we had to the artist. That we, just wouldn't do, we didn't do it and didn't do it. He wouldn't have that information. And I'm pretty but, sure Bird was the one who we had to walk off the stage because he was, you know, he couldn't finish the set because he had a little too much to drink. Mm-hmm. And we walked him off. Like, I'm not saying, like, no knock on Buddy or nothing, but I'm just saying, like, come on, like, 23 tickets is, like, wouldn't he wouldn't have information he wouldn't have access to that information 
So mm-hmm. if he never, he, he never could have asked like how many yeah. tickets have sold, and that he wouldn't have been able to been told. If he'd have asked somebody like how many have y'all sold, like one of the owners would not told them. But how do like, you know that? You said you didn't even know who was doing the art. So how do you know everything that the other owners are saying? Well, the art might not have been one thing that we discussed, but as far as like the ticket sales and talking about like how much we have like sold, like, we definitely had a conversation about saying, that. So that's completely you, I'm different. Asking, it's not though, the same thing at I'm all. I'm asking you, how can you assure that nobody else in your team actually talked to Brizzy about prices Bird. when or Bird when you didn't even know who was doing art in your group. I How can you confirm you. that? I tell you conversations. Because y'all had a I, meeting. You're not let me answer the question. Because bro. you had a meeting. I'm I'm letting you say that. Right. But so the reason why I knew about the ticket sales and us talking about them is because me, Tony, uh, Jory, and John had a convo about yo. We don't want people out here knowing like about the ticket sales. We don't want false narratives getting spread out. We don't want none of that. The art was a whole different thing. These are. Apples and steaks is not related at all. That's why I didn't know about the art and didn't know about the ticket sales. Does that make sense? So you yeah, did, you didn't but you did know about the ticket sales. I just, I just you did. Yeah, yeah you, you I know. Knew, you just, you, said, yeah, you yeah. Did. I didn't want to mess, let you mess but that you one said up you for the record. I won't. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah, you said you you didn't want to tell people about ticket sales, but I guess you did tell people projections of ticket sales, right? Brizzy saying there'd be five hundred to a thousand. That's a fact, right? Yeah. He was told that there'd be five hundred to a thousand. We did say that, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. that, that contradicts little different so that than contradicts the sales so that we that made. If we're saying that we're projecting five hundred to a thousand people, if we're projecting five hundred to a thousand, versus it's a projection. How many have already been sold? If I just said, "Yo, hey man, sold five hundred to a thousand, that's different than saying we're projecting five to a hundred. I mean, we're gonna have five hundred to a thousand. Is what we're going for. I mean, we didn't obviously. The rain happened. Thousand things happened. We didn't have five hundred to a thousand. Which it, again, is it potentially, I guess, I, I, I'm, I'm basically just trying to talk for Bird's sake at this point. Sure. Just maybe because, because like he was the one that told us that he was told there'd be twenty. There's twenty three people, and he sold however many tickets. But uh, so like you, you're saying, there's no chance that anybody told Bird that there was twenty three tickets sold. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred percent. There's no way anyone told him that. Nobody would. Have, we had a conversation about, about this. not talking about ticket sales, right? Why would we talk? Like, no, sorry, no. To answer your question. Does so no, basically, little bird, no just, little bird just pulled that out of his ass. I don't know. I don't know where he heard it from. But there's he didn't t- hear from us. So but, but there's probably. talks. There's talks about ticket projections, though. We can do that. That was was that talked about within so, your so group? So you can talk you about how talk many about, you, how many you might sell, but not but how many, not have how many been you've sold. sold. That's what we did. Oh wow. Okay. So you get so I could tell some like tell people, hey, there's gonna be five hundred. There might be five hundred to a thousand people here the whole time. There's only twenty tickets sold, but I'm not gonna tell you that. I'm gonna just tell you this: what, what might happen. And I'm gonna sell it to you. I mean, we're planning for five hundred to a thousand. Got to two seventy three. We came short. It's not five hundred, so that's fair. Sure. Do you know maybe the timeline of when you told Brizzy there might there would be five hundred to a thousand? How many tickets were sold at that time? Or is Mm-mm. that probably not? You that's might not be able to know that. Not off top. No. Because I could see like if you had two hundred pre sale and you got three weeks to go. Yeah, damn. There might be five hundred to a thousand people here. But you're saying you find the at the, the final count was only two seventy three. So I could at see at two p.m. But that's d- d- okay. okay. But like, <laughs> how many more people showed up after two p.m.? Uh, that's when the rain started happening. So it was so kind of like would have been around maybe three hundred. Let's say three. So maybe three hundred. Let's say three hundred final. If, if, if you could yeah. get twenty five more people in before midnight, then three hundred. If uh, so, I, I still just don't see like the point of telling Brizzy we're expecting five hundred to a thousand. If if let's say you only had fifty, you know, you, you weren't close to five hundred to a thousand. Because saying five hundred to a thousand, yeah, three hundred is close to five hundred. 
but like 500 to 1,000, it's like, damn, we're probably we're at like, that sounds to me like we're at like 450, so we might hit, you know, we're going to hit 500 to 1,000. Uh-huh. You know, that that's what it seems like to me. Like, if I'm, I'm not going to tell someone we're going to have 500 to 1,000 people there unless maybe our ticket sales are at like 400 before the day of the show. Sure, you know sure. I mean? So, as far as that goes, like, I personally did not say that. I didn't say, hey, we're going to have 500 to 1,000. Like, yes, this was sent out from Soda Sound. Yes, this is something that was communicated. Yes. That's something that did not happen. All right, fair. So for that, we'll do it better next time. And as far as that goes, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, so kind of just to finish this off, like, uh, is there any other misinformation that we had spread apart from 23 tickets um, and yeah, all the, the other stuff? 35K. 35K. Because, I mean, it sounded like there was 35k out there but obviously not towards the whole yeah. festival but just yeah, towards i just want to make sure we cleared up everything yeah yeah i mean you know with the with the falsities like you know there was something said about okay you know, these guys planned a festival in four months and we did plan it in four months but like we didn't like go into it with only a four-month thing it wasn't like oh we got this thing to do down the line in four months let's just throw it together real quick like it was just I think mainly my comment was about you guys stating all these claims and like all these things that some were based in truth, 100%, but some of them were just based on us not having a conversation like this beforehand. But at the end of the day, the experience is what it was, and you guys were there. It was your vlog. It was your experience. So I can't knock you for that, but I'm literally just here to for the dialogue. I'm not here to convince you guys to fuck with us next year. I get it, like 100%. Don't, but we're going to make sure we do what it takes to make sure that those artists who felt bad about it at least had a conversation or a shot at me in this in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here. So why should artists fuck with y'all next year? <sighs> well, next year, we'll obviously have had this experience under our belt. We'll know what we need to work on. We're taking the feedback. We Hopefully, we'll get more feedback from artists who want to reach out to us and have a dialogue. We're just going to do a whole lot of things differently. And we're going to have more than triple the amount of time to prepare for it as well as have the venue picked out and have a lot of these details written out ironed out in contract so you have a plan right now we're planning it right now i was gonna say yeah because triple the time that would be a coming or i would have already been happy that's 12 months right because you had four months triple the we have four months to so now you're to saying do you've it. been planning for you've been planning for a whole year we've been pl- yeah at that point and yeah. we've been planning it since, since the, that the, one ended yeah, yeah. so we, we we're gonna we're gonna iron out the kinks but yeah you know we can only do so much if You've got a taste in your mouth, and he's not going to get it out. There's nothing we can mm-hmm. do about that. Yeah. But what we can do is reach out, have the dialogue, and try to get y'all right. And I just want to put out there, too, that I'm like, I'm sorry that this is, like, the first time that we've kind of actually had, like, a, a real conversation. So because, funny, because <laughs> Me too, bro. Because, because I actually, because, like, uh, I've heard of your name a while. We haven't really talked much. And, like, I was at the Nerdy Show when you performed. Yeah. And I know you have a very credible music career. And I'm like, I kind of I felt a little bad, like, knowing that you were tied in with all this. And you are, it's not a one-man show, um, which is why it would have been kind of cool to have Tony here as well to maybe him, you know, so he could talk on the stuff that you're kind of defending for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I, like I, I just want to put that out there that I'm not like, fuck Brandon Paul this dude. Like, fuck this guy. Like, that was never, like, a mission or a Tony or no, none of them. It was more of, like... Like just a literal like this is something that happened. We're a media company. We we have to report. Like, if we see like turning a blind eye on something that we thought was not the best, not the best thing. Like it would have just felt immorally incorrect for us Y'all to not shed it. a light on it, right? You gotta yeah. say, you know what I, I mean? get it. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, and I'm and I just want to just say like uh, I just like feel bad that this is like the, our first time having like like it's not like we had a relationship the past couple of years and like be like damn bro like 
like i'm so like you know like now we're having the conversation but like this is almost like our first kind of like meeting i hate this kind of how it came but i just want to know that there isn't no ill will towards you if i see you in public i'm not gonna be like turn away or like it's not like like i have it out for nobody or every like if anybody asks me about the soda sound shit i just tell them watch the documentary i don't i don't be like man fuck them don't work with them i i would never say that about anybody i just i would just say watch the documentary and take it as you please and and listen to our story you know what i mean like i i I will never i'll stand this i will never tell someone don't fuck with brandon paulfus you know what i mean like that will never come out of my mouth because that's not the type of guy i am bless and i don't want that to come i don't want that to be the narrative being pushed you know what i mean for sure i'd say maybe there's a lot of people that may say that about tony i don't know much about him (laughs) but i've heard i've I've been ever since that i've been hearing a lot of stories about some of his past stuff that he's done to artists before this about taking money and not giving promises and and over promising things so it seemed like a very repetitive thing for him Mm -hmm. which is why i hoped he was here because we did have a few uh, other things we i did want to ask him about directly i did want to which is not which is not in your position to talk about with the whole mac house thing and and what they did during that time, which kind of leads into this, the whole Soda Sound actually thing actually kind of making sense yeah. that Tony was behind it. And this is why it seemed like a cash grab, because he has had allegations of doing similar things in the past. Sure. And I don't know if you knew about that going into it, but I've never heard of that. It, no. There is a lot of of quote unquote tea <laughs> behind Tony's name of, of being very cash grabby <laughs> and not paying people in full or not giving a full product. It's. I've heard pl- I've heard a lot of stories since we've dropped this documentary yeah. about it, and and we even reached out to some people to talk about it at the beginning uh, before we dropped, and they didn't didn't seem like they really wanted their name attached to it, so they didn't speak on it on the record. Yeah. But like I don't know if you knew that, but I would maybe maybe like I'm not saying <clears throat> choose better business partners or be careful who you work with, but That's he has awesome. had a really bad. I've heard a lot of bad things about him. Yeah. And I'm not going to say any of those things without him being here and ask him about those, and I don't expect you to answer those questions for him. Yeah. But there is just a lot of things I've heard about him. Yeah. I would have liked for him to be here to talk about. I I, I didn't some know about of the past stuff, but some even of the past allegations. Yeah, that basically allegations. Up, it basically just led up to Soda Sound making sense that it happened this way with Tony behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I it's can like see how if the people that did Fire Festival, if they threw another festival, you'd expect for that to happen again. You know what I mean? So like. Sure. Like there were some things that he did in the past that's like, oh, that makes sense that Soda Sound went that way, mm. and that yeah. was like a big thing. I as think, well. yeah, I hear that. I yeah. think with him, he was just on some like, if he, I know y'all said it wasn't personal. I think it might have felt the way to him. He might have, I don't know. He he's was not comfortable like, with you know. But he was the main guy that was our point of contact. So mm-hmm. he sure. was the main. He was our point of contact. You weren't. So it's like if if you guys flip shoes and you were the one giving the promises, you know, to us, then maybe we might have a similar outlook on you. But it was him, the one that was doing it. But I don't want to talk on him anymore because I hate talking about other people when they're not in the room. That's real. But I just want to put that out there that that was it. it there is a past stuff with him that made Soda Sound seem expected. Yeah. And I want to say as well, like I, I was even told by some. I, I was even told by someone that's like, yo, Tony Henderson is behind that. Like, he used to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And that's why I I don't think that's a good business. I don't think you should get in there because it seems like a scam. Mm. And I was told that, like, but I was like, yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a hear him out because I'm going to hear it out because this is a new thing. Maybe he's like, you know, he got rid of, he's not with Madhouse anymore. This may be a new thing that he's trying to rebuild his brand. And then that happened. I was like, damn. You know, like the Kanye thing, like Sway had the answer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sway <laughs> had the answer. Yeah. You know, should have listened, man. Literally, I knew it. Literally, but oh, but yeah, that's, 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 that's fucking. But yeah, I think it's really unfortunate that we had to to meet in this scenario as well. Tony, if you um, want to come on, and I talk think, for a little bit. Yeah, I think it's really bogus that they. That. Yeah, I think it's really bogus that they all kind of threw you out here. 
to to kind of defend. I volunteered to come out here. No, I know, I know. But but this is what I do. Art. He doesn't do. No, he doesn't. I don't do art. No, you do do art. You make music. No, 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 no. The art. I mean, he he doesn't. He's not in control of the flyers. He's in control of the public. Right. He's he's in control of this. And that's the thing is like at the end of the day too. Like they should have came up here. They should have also had their statements to say because like like you said, you couldn't answer all the questions. There's not. You weren't in charge of everything. You didn't know everything. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair to necessarily throw you out. Throw you to defend a lot of the time because I. I've never seen Tony defend this situation one time. I've never seen him on on Instagram or anything else trying to to make the case like you have or John X has. I haven't seen Jory say that either. And that's she's like the gone, thing. bro. She's gone. No, I get that, but your your name's still attached to some. So it's her? like her, yeah, yeah, her. So like it's like, do you want to do you want to clear your name? Do you want to say what what was the issue of y'all meeting up doing all this, or or you're just gonna let people drag? Because there's a lot of people too who've been DM us saying jory even has a lot of shit behind her y'all should have went deeper on jory i'm like well i don't i don't know her that well yeah. i only saw her for a few seconds but, but then what speculation yeah exactly exactly so much great exactly yeah, right. and that's why exactly. we and that's why we wish they would have been here but regardless i want to say like yo thank you for popping out here thank you for actually talking thank you for life. literally thank you for giving good company bro. thank you for giving the artist the opportunity to hear what is behind soda sound because i think you gave them a clear choice a clear choice to whether they should participate next year and i think you also gave them a clear indication to how it was being ran who's behind it does everyone know everything or not and i i just want to say i thank you for that i thank you for literally having the balls instead of everyone else for pulling up here and doing that because that takes a lot as as an artist I guess like that. No, it oh. does. It does. That's true. And that's I'm because I'm not here to cap. I'm not here to say all that other shit. Like, Jeez. bro, fuck that. There's a lot of people who are fucking mad at y'all. Y'all fucking through a that's crazy spinning out of control event. And that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, we needed the dialogue. I thank you for the dialogue. But I also want to say, as an artist, you three and out. Yep. But as an artist, I just like I just wanted you to like like you you clearly understand. You clearly understand why some people would have felt like they were done wrong. And so I'm glad that you were able to come here and say that because as an artist, that's why I was upset. As a business person, I kind of already knew what the hell was going on. But as an artist, you just know like you want to go out there and perform for people. That's it. That's all you're really there for. That's why you paid. That's why you did whatever. You you were there to perform for people. And people didn't promise that. There was a lot there was a lot of people who didn't get to perform who were there. And it's just like you like from an artist, I hate Soda Sound. From a business perspective, I see what y'all were trying to do. But like yeah, like he said, I would just definitely figure out my business partners try and see how all that kind of situation works because i don't know if those are necessarily the correct people to be trusting having around you to truly run a business especially if you knew that some people weren't doing things that they were supposed to do on your team that is your prerogative my friend i hear you 100%. yeah for sure but you said that yourself uh I say, uh, <laughs> and I remember uh, like John X commented on there or something, 
uh, in reply to somebody. But I was like, we didn't even mention him in the documentary. He kind of threw himself in there. So I, I was yeah. like, damn, bro. I, was like, <laughs> I didn't even know he was a part, part owner of Soda Sound until now. I thought he just got paid to host. So I guess... I guess that's why he was felt more defensive. I, I thought he was literally just paid to host for the night. Oh. And I was like, damn, this dude's out here defending the whole... This dude's the one defending... With his chest in the comments. Defending in the comments. I'm like, the guy that just got paid to host, all of a sudden he's a part owner. I'm like, damn. Because at first I was like, damn, we didn't even talk about you, bro. But he's defending the brand that he's a part of. So I was like, okay, it makes more sense now, too. Because <laughs> he, he was getting some heat in the comments. Because yeah. he replied to someone, and he replied to someone, and they weren't fucking with him. Um, yeah. I was just like, damn, like, we didn't even talk about I don't even know if we mentioned your name in the documentary once besides your name being on the flyer. Mm. And I was just like, damn, he out here defending it. And he he got he's lo- he just stepped his foot in deeper than he needed to be. I'm, but I'm trying to be serious on this. <laughs> fucking funny as fuck, bro. I feel you. I feel yeah, you. Uh, nah, fair enough. But we should probably cut it. It's probably long enough. Yes, sir. Um, but, yeah, if y'all tuned in this whole time, thank y'all. I hope this was a great way to end your day or start your day yes sir however maybe hit up brandon if you were an artist there and you need let me know ends. hit us up if you need drip yes sir 1521 go to waterwavetv.com or shop with us at 1521 como avenue southeast minneapolis minnesota yes sir we got shoes we got vintage we got hype wear we got all that type all of shit. that go stream brandon polkness's music he was just on the nerdy album wait for graves there go check go. it out video coming soon there you go <laughs> Uh, It's on the board. Oh, shit.